Podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He Man, She Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Norder, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He Man, She Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power! Time to tell logo down the corner. I'm Matthew Dooch. Here with Curtis Ackerman. Sean Scavarner's on his way. He hit a pothole. Really? Really. Really with that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad enough that you're doing a live Legends of Grayskull on the night that we're supposed to do Offworld. But then you reveal that song from... Yeah, you like Jerry that? Witt ...with the awesome music and the singing and, and you know, you and, and Sean. And we get, what, the leftover stuff on Offworld? Like, whatever you found on the yeah, internet? It, it's ripped off Ender's Game theme i mean the movie sucked but like the music is decent i just don't get why this is such a high production piece for this show but then the other show is like an afterthought and well you know it's just if you if if you know the guys over at Offworld were as dedicated as the guys at legends of gray skull who uh couldn't even be here on time you know there it is okay all right i see how it is i'm just a, a little little miffed uh, if I'm being honest, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you invited me and I'm here, but <sighs> feel a little miffed. So, well, you know, when you when Offworld hits 100 episodes, maybe Jeremy will love you guys all enough to give us a song over there. In all seriousness, though, that did sound amazing. That's uh, Jeremy, awesome. so talented. Great job. Yeah. So. Anru says, wait, what's this? Yep, that is a amazing theme song by the one and only Jeremy DeWitt. Super talented, super awesome. We are very blessed to have, count him as a friend. Uh, let's see who else in the chat here. We got Pride of Grayskull. We got Manny Gonzalez. We got Skelly Vader. What's up, guys? Let us know what you thought. Grayskull podcast. That, man, that's going to be stuck in my head all night. Dude, he sent it to me like two weeks ago, <laughs> and I, yeah. I literally sing it at work. Like, I'm putting chips up, and I'm Legends of Grayskull podcast. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, Skelly Vader says he loves the new song. Uh, Manny Gonzalez says, hi, Curtis. Hello, Manny. Oh. So, we, uh, Sean, Sean is all right. He is actually finishing up something with his family. That's the cryptic answer we got. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging, though, so uh, we went ahead and started up here. So um, why don't we go ahead and what's up, J-Mac? Welcome to the show. Make sure to watch the replay so you can hear our awesome new theme song. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do some pickups? You get anything this week, Curtis? Got a couple new things, yep. 
Um, they're not Motu related, so sorry about that. But yeah, we're um, they're not always on here. Uh, I got uh, Steelheart from Super nice. Seven Line, the Ultimates. Um, she's all right. She was never my favorite character of right. the Silverhawks, but um, she's all right. She's got that dated haircut and stuff, but the figure itself is okay. It's pretty good. She looks like I, she's I like, like leaning a little bit, like some, like maybe her legs not right yeah. or something. Yeah, you know? mine had a problem with its knee. Uh, it's like they cut the. You're not gonna be able to see it on here, but it's like they cut the opening for the joint in the wrong spot, and so it's like really messed up. And when you try to bend her leg, like the knee tries to separate. So, um, I did contact Big Bad Toy Store, and they're making good on that. Hey, Sean. Sean. <laughs> How nice of you to join us. <laughs> yeah, that it, it's okay. The the I would say the steel wheel that I got uh previously and the bluegrass are much better figures and just better characters all in all. So um and then also got I can get this in screen. There you go. The McFarland Batmobile, which I took apart completely and did a full repaint on. Um so just try to take some of the shine off of it and make some of the metal pieces stand out a little bit more. Um, it's a great, I mean, for this size vehicle, typically you would expect to pay, you know, $300, $350 for something like this. Sure. Um, and it's 60 bucks. Obviously it sold out very quickly. So it's pretty much hard to get at this point if you didn't get one, but for $60 price, it's really amazing. Um, but it, it's more of like a kit because in order to make it look right, you have to, you know, take it all apart and repaint it. And uh, which only took me about a day, but uh, afterwards it looks really good. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yes. But you also can actually paint unlike some of us. Yeah. It's, it, I, I would say like most of it was spray paint, which is, you know, anybody can do that. Yeah. And then the metal pieces was really just some, some dry brushing. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Um, if anybody does have one of these and they want to repaint it, uh, Billy Bash has a really good video out there on um, Billy Bash Customs. Um, he's got a really good video on taking it apart. There's, you know, actually, it's really nice because there's like several sections that you have to unscrew, but all the screws are the same size. So it's not like you have to keep them separated in terms of these ones go here and these ones go there kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, he's got a nice video if you want to take it apart and repaint it. So now, did you actually paint the black, or did you just hit it with, like, a matte finish type of no, thing? No, I repainted it. I've seen some people just put a matte spray on it, but I actually repainted it. Gotcha. And I did drop uh, a link to his video in the comments oh, cool. there, if anyone wants to hop over and check that out. Uh, Will White, Billy Beige, great supporter of the, the show and the uh, Facebook group. So definitely give him some love. Yep. So that was my only two pickups for this week, but they were... There are ones I enjoy, so. Very nice. Sean, mm. anything up this week? Mm -mm. I did get a notification about an hour ago uh, from Mondo that apparently the non-deluxe uh, He-Man oh. will now be being sent out. So that should be gotcha. on its way to me soon. But uh, other than that, yeah, that's, you know, that's life. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say Battle Cat is shipping, and I'm like, no, I I want to try and grab one somewhere, and I, this is not a good time. Like, I'm still uh, I'm surprised um, that uh, Anti Eternia He Man hasn't even gotten out yet because that was a while back too, and so it's like it's interesting to see how their timeline works on on their shipping and getting everything out, but it'll still be cool because I've been wanting to do the Battle Armor He Man for how long now. So this will probably be my battle armor He-Man uh, out of the two of them. I I can't make any promises, Dooch, but I may have a battle cat available. Are you skipping on your battle cat? I, I'm just I'm looking at my collection lately, and I don't know if Mondo's going to make the cut. There's just I, I only got really? room. I love Mondo. I, I really love that trap jaw that's coming out. Yeah. Um, but Battle Cat takes up a lot of real estate, and it's such, uh, it's kind of like I, I'm definitely going to I think wean down how much Mondo I've got, and I don't know if Battle Cat's going to make it. So I'll, I'll let you know, but just FYI, hit me up, buddy. Um, yeah, for me, Mondo like that is definitely one, like I don't need to be anywhere near complete. I've got I've got Hordak, I've got Skeletor, I've got He Man. And I've got the She-Ra. And, like, if I could get Battle Cat, like, I'm good there. Like, they could release yep. no one else or I could get nobody else. And that would be a great, like, collection there. Um, Skelly Vader does bring up that forthcoming Mondo Beastman, though. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything on that. Is there, like, uh, art out there for that? Yeah, there's the concept art. Yeah, the, it, was, it, was, it was more like a hint of it, if I remember right. Uh, they, I think they showed the full concept art. It might have been like black thing. and black and white, like but they the, definitely showed a design. Well, the one the one that I remember seeing, it was like a, a section of his chest plate and the fur. So it was just like the "Hey, guess what's coming?" kind of mm-hmm. a promo, and um, yeah, that one from them. He'd be up there on my list just because uh, Deluxe Skeletor, Beast Man, yeah. Those two would definitely make the cut if if they aren't back to back. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to move my Man at Arms, my original Scareglow, uh, my Keldor, and maybe even my original um, He Man and Skeletor if they put out a new deluxe Skeletor, which it sounds mm-hmm. like they probably will. So yeah, we are, yeah, I've got I've got a handful of them to try to move. So. Now, when you say original Scareglow, do you mean the original one that they released or yeah. the vintage one? The the one that they released, the, yes. the first one with the black with the white bones rather than the white with the black bones. Gotcha, gotcha. Which I think is the better version. Um, I liked the way that, that uh, the classics one kind of looked initially when they showed it, but the fact that the teeth are painted on and it's not an articulated jaw, it... I think mm-hmm. I like the first one that they did better. The first one had the more like the uh, the the scythe, if I remember yeah. right, because mm-hmm. then the second one had the halibird or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that's sexier to me. The scythe, like that was something that I wish they could have done in classics, and they didn't go there because that was supposed to be a two thousand X deal, if I remember mm-hmm. right. So the fact that Mondo got to do it, that was that was really cool. Oh, that looks cool. 
Yeah, I'll be really curious to see. There's not great pictures of it, but you can definitely get the the feel of it. They're planning on that being a different buck because it looks bulkier. I think it will be. Oh yeah. Which oh that's cool. If if they make that a different buck, what are the chances that Ram Man's going to probably have something to do with that in the future Mm. too? Because he looks stockier than oh I haven't seen that Orco either. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and there's comes a with like deluxe four different heads, if I remember right. Like, like he comes with multiple heads. The yeah, Orko. They, yeah. They're even going to release the unmasked head based on the uh, filmation artwork. So, yeah, yeah. It's, and the uh, deluxe Skeletor, um, when they posted that one, yeah, uh, they they have it. It's just like the Thunder Punch and stuff, except it's Dragon Blaster mm. for him. And yep. when Emiliano posted that, I actually asked in the comments, is the dragon going to be articulated so he can have like an actual like dragon accessory? And he said, I cannot confirm or deny that at this point. And I'm like, that's a good maybe at least right. that we yeah. might get the articulation and that dragon could be like his pet. Running but we will get a battle armor Skeletor too with that? Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be battle uh, armor regular and uh, dragon see that- I, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, that was my version of Skeletor. I love the, the battle armor with the, yeah. like the bat logo and mm-hmm. like something about the way that that battle armor. I mean, battle armor He-Man's pretty cool, but that battle armor Skeletor was like my Skeletor. So the, the yeah. thing about like that, the battle armor, that that whole wave for me was almost like reinvigorating me when I was a kid of what you could do with these figures. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was cool. Like the battle armor He-Man made it look almost like he was like part knight, part bar- barbarian, but was Skeletor. I liked that it. it was almost like the middle finger to He-Man. Like, you're going to go there. I'm going to go there too. And instead mm-hmm. of going to make it look like Batman because <laughs> of that giant, uh, the giant bat across his chest. But yeah, it, it just had like those like great... black stripes and stuff. Like it, yeah. it just, it looked very dungeony or something. Yep. Like it just, yeah, it looked like something out of Mad Max or something like that. It just—I yeah. thought it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And they were—they were definitely the versions I played with the most, just for the fact that, like, like I remember my He-Man, like his harness broke in the back, so it didn't really stay on. So. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that skeleton was amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I just got one thing. Unfortunately. Um, this has been a, like a really bad shipping week for me. Uh, I got the Empire Toy Shop order, which just has not moved at all in over a week because that was before our last Offworld episode when I ordered that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got some eBay stuff that is just not doing anything. Hey, Apparently, do you don't anything put... good that's coming in those? Oh yeah, that you're really excited for. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Not gonna tell us though. Huh? No spoilers, apparently. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's uh, it's it's for some upcoming content on this show. So okay. no, I will gotcha. not. Which actually made us have to kind of change plans a little bit here uh, within the past couple of days, as it looked like that wasn't gonna go. But it's just weird because every time I sell something on eBay, it makes me put a tracking number in. Mm-hmm. Somehow this seller, it just says that it's shipped. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea who the carrier is. I have no tracking number. And I'm just sitting here like, all right, is this a scam? Like, there, it, 
I don't know. Yeah, I okay. Let me let me throw this out here real quick and throw see what you guys think on one. Jump on I, the conclusions. I ordered a head, a custom head from somebody on um, eBay, mm-hmm. and like supposed to ship within I think five days, something like that. And a week goes by, I don't hear anything. There's no tracking. I message the seller and say, "Hey, yep. just wondering if you've shipped this yet. I haven't seen any tracking." nothing another week goes by still nothing from them i message them again hey i still haven't heard anything i'm waiting on tracking nothing from them another week goes so now it's three weeks later and still have not gotten a response or anything from them so i you know reached out to ebay and said hey didn't get this they're not responding whatever so ebay refunds me it was like 14 dollars. this isn't something major or whatever right right and um so another couple of weeks go by and the head shows up this week. Okay. <laughs> so now I've already got my money back. The head shows up. And I didn't know what it was because like, I didn't realize who, who the pack. So I opened the package and I realized it's this head. Yeah. And part of the head, it's a, a cable for X-Men. And he's got like this, um, like the, the like, I don't know if it's like a mic or whatever that he talks. And that's broken yeah. off. So, it, so. So, like, part of me is like, okay, well, I don't want to keep this thing because I already got a refund, but I don't want to send it back because I don't want to pay to ship this thing back. And it's broken. So, right, yeah. I don't know. What what and, would you guys do in that situation? Well, and the guy hasn't reached – or he hasn't responded hasn't to anything. anything. Right. So, like, why, why, why would you think that he would get any different with you going, hey, I want to send this back? Like – He's yeah. clearly not paying attention to anything because uh, he would have known already. I mean, at this so. point, I'm not going to use it because it's broken and I don't want it, but I also don't want to pay to ship it back right. for a broken piece. So it, I don't he, know. If he was reaching out to you, I bet you any money he'd go, well, you just keep it because I don't want it back broken anyway. Yeah, right. You can't sell it anyway. Or, or if he tried to resell it, he's not going to make his money back probably. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say wait for him to reach out to you. You've done enough reaching out. Yeah. Now, like if he'd been in constant communication this whole time, yeah, different story, but he's ghosted you. So if he, he knows if he looks in his account, he knows that the money got taken back. So if he wants it, he needs to reach out to you in my opinion. Gotcha. Uh, Skelly says, keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny says to send it to Skelly so he can customize it. And Pride of Grayschool says it sounds like his Snake Mountain. No shipping and shitty communication with the seller. That pisses me off because I know he's talking about the classics Snake Mountain, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he paid a pretty penny for. Like, you gotta communicate on that stuff. Ooh. I, can you imagine shipping that? Like, that would be. <laughs> that's like that's like moving. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you got to pay for a U-Haul for that. Well, mine mine literally came the DHL. I don't remember. Maybe it was FedEx, but it literally came like in a like industrial shipping box with the mm-hmm. rails and everything. Like, I mean, it was a serious business there. Yeah, um, I, I ended up uh, giving mine to Len Laguardia, and I drove it to New Jersey because I wasn't going to, to him. Yeah, that's well, a hell of a gift. We yeah, kind no of, kidding. yeah. I mean, Len does a lot of stuff for me, so. But uh, 
I wasn't going to ship that thing though. I was like, absolutely no, not. So I just I, drove I, it to New Jersey. <laughs> the <laughs> gas is cheaper than shipping it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I did get one thing in, and this was eBay as well. Uh, it was from China, even though the tracking on here says that it came from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, but yeah, so this I actually ordered after the other stuff. And this made it all the way here from China. Just saying. Okay. Um, but it should be the silver sword of protection for the Mondo Shira. Oh, okay. So opening up it did bubble wrap in a bubble mailer. I'm not a huge fan of the bubble you've, mailer. You've but... got a sword, right? But it's not the the, the regular sword. release Shira only came with the gold sword. Gotcha. Um and yeah, it looks let me go let me go bigger here. So let me in big in yourself. Let me whip this out. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it it looks good. Um, nice. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, somebody it swiped good. it from the factory. Looks, it it, looks it is it is a little <laughs> bent there. It's got a little bit of an upward, but uh, I think a little hot water I could easily. Yep, that's probably it. It was it probably didn't pass inspection. Um, and so, yeah, somebody swiped it and put it on the eBay. So, um, and I'm thankful for them. I'll just boil that a little bit and it should be straight as me. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to top that one. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I mean, we could go from there and just go right into the Shira series and start talking about that. I know that's like favorite subject. Oh well, yeah, man fans. So we 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 have we have not hated it as much as other people have. We actually we just have problems with the ending for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, yeah. but we we do have some news. Oh, interesting. Uh, here we go. Uh, so yeah, this actually just came out hours ago. Uh, new Masters of the Universe exclusives incoming. Uh, we've got Vicron, Lady Slither, and Fang Or. These are all going to be Mattel Creations exclusives. Uh, Vicron will be uh, Masterverse, and the two snake people will be Origin style. Okay. And the pre-sale on Vicron is June 6th, Fangor is August, and Lady Slither is September. I am glad people are getting these. I'm sure Skelly is very excited about them. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Um... I mean, there's a lot of characters that are not made yet. These wouldn't be the three <laughs> that I would have gone with. Um, but they look okay. I mean... Uh, and I think that's why they make perfect candidates for that Mattel Creations exclusive. Yeah. Rather than taking up a slot in the line. I mean, I, I would... If you're going to do you know, something like that that's kind of an offshoot, I would do like um, a Danavis, um, a Xanthor... Um, oh yeah. There's there's other characters that I would choose. Uh, Celise, 
you know, there's there's characters that may not be like a main character that you want to put in retail that would be good for this line that I would put above these. Um, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I I'm not going to pick them up, but I'm sure they'll be all right. No, I won't either. Uh, Pride of Grayskull's excited for the Vicron. I'm sure Skelly wants them all. Sean, any thoughts? I, every time I see something like this, and granted, I'm not keeping up with the news, even though I'm on podcasts about this stuff, I, I always just feel like this is them, like stepping in line with classics. Every time, I mean, we're, you're seeing two classics images right there, and then well, Lady Slither never made it to classics. I was going to say three because that's Axel's concept art for Lady exactly. classics. Um, if it was like, if I was collecting this, all of those would be an easy pass for me because snake men and Vicron for me, it's like, I had a Vicron in classics for a while and it was cool. It, it had that like, Oh, it's a part of the history, mm-hmm. but it, it just, it never popped the same way as He-Man or any of the other, you know, even, um, Wondar or whatever on my shelf. Um, but yeah, like for anybody who's wanting to be a completist and loves uh, Masterverse or Origins, yeah, there you go. That's that's awesome that they're going to be next. Yeah, Vicron the, uh, could be... classics. Vicron also come with like two other figures as yep. well. The armor. He, he yeah. came with armors, but he it was just the one figure, and you just and pop and swap them pretty much. So. Yep, and this is going to be the same. It's going to be one buck, and then the the barbarian, the tank, and the spaceman. So gotcha. it'll, it'll be the same thing. Uh, it could be it could be pretty cool depending on how they do the packaging. Like that could potentially be a cool one just to kind of have in the package and sit up on the shelf. But I don't necessarily need any of them in my collection. So uh, another rehashing of classics. Yes. Uh, Rather than did, giving us classics that we want. <laughs> uh, we did get our first looks in hand of Dragon Blaster Skeletor and New Eternia Whiplash. I really like the Whiplash as a Caligar warrior. I don't like him as a Whiplash, mm. if that makes sense. Um, especially the that alternate look with the helmet and everything and the different loincloth. Um. I could see myself picking up the the Whiplash. I picked up most of the Masterverse stuff. Uh, Origins, I just I'm out on. Um, but yeah, bad Is Whiplash there one that has a close up of his face on that. Yeah, the helmet. You want the helmet? No, the the, helmet? the other one. I th- I'm, I agree with you that the helmet one go. looks kind of silly, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. It's not like you're. It doesn't scream with whiplash. No, it's a cool looking figure, though. You know, yeah, it's like a legion builder, army builder kind of thing. Exactly, especially if they go on clearance, like a lot of this stuff has. Pick up a bunch of these bad boys and just have them around. Mm -hmm. And they got enough different part options that you can really uh, go to town with some with some varying looks for them. Yeah. Um, and then of course we had the. Mega Constructs Eternia Battleground Building Set revealed. Um, it is only the central tower. It is priced at $65. Uh, it says it will release in mid-August, but I've already seen people online actually getting these in hand. So uh, so it comes with everything to build the central tower, 
the control panel, an attack track, uh, and then in the minifigures, it's got another Battle Armor He-Man, Web Store, Buzz Off, and Ninjor. Um, I love my Mega Constructs, so this is definitely tempting for me. Hmm. I've got no connection to the Eternia playset. Like, when I was younger and collecting Motu, I knew nothing about it until after I was already out of collecting Motu. Um, And nothing about it, to me, screams Motu. Like, it, it... it's more of a Thundercat looking thing than Motu, in my opinion. Um, so I just don't have any connection with this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my that was my biggest thing about it when I was a kid. I I remember seeing it in like a Kmart or something, and I knew about it through like the mini comics or something. I, I knew that this was going to happen one way or the other somehow through one way or another. When I saw it in person. I think as a kid, I just walked by it. It didn't matter to me because my biggest problem was up until now, you're telling me that the biggest thing that you could possibly get was Grayskull. That's supposed to be where all the secrets and the power are. But now you're telling me that this place that's supposed to be better than that. And I'm like, bullshit. (laughs) I'm like, there is no way you're telling me that this thing can outrank Grayskull because Grayskull is Grayskull for masters, you know? And and so that I didn't give it the time of day just because I didn't like that they were almost like re-envisioning the mythology in a way that I looked at it as a kid. So I have no nostalgic value either just because I, I had my prejudices. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, and agreed. I mean, I I only know about the Eternia place like, because of the internet. Like, I, I had really no inkling about it. Um, but the set does look cool. And it comes with an attack track. When's the last time we actually got that, you know, the red and blue toy attack track? That was one of my favorite uh, vehicles to play with as a kid. Um, I just, I love this line. It's definitely a cool one. I I was uh, partial to the Dragon Walker. Yeah. uh, But but yeah, the attack track is a cool one too. For sure, for sure. Um, And I think that was all we had for the news. Well, there was one other thing that came out in the last couple of days from the cartoon perspective. Hit us, Sean. What you so got? So the, the newest, and uh, Yuka was the one to break this over the weekend. Uh, Evil Lynn from the 1987 movie, Meg Foster, is going to be the voice of Motherboard in Masters of the Universe Revolution. Interesting. So there, and, and, and to me, that's just, like, that show... It's still that whole feeling for me of that show relied on the name talent and and pulling in people in that way, whereas the CGI show just relied on the fun and the the story to do it. So it's like it doesn't surprise me, but then I'm also like, oh, that's kind of cool. She wants to come back to it because you know, like I know she was at PowerCon like a couple years ago and meeting fans and stuff like that. So the fact that, you know, she's one of those actors or actresses involved with the movie who still want to embrace the fact that they were a part of the history of masters. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's something I wish that we'd had a little bit more of in revelation, you know, having blade in there, you know, Anthony DeLongis would have loved to come back and to throw a couple of voice lines down. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of updates about the show. Um, 
Now, Yuka did a great video beyond this about some stuff. Uh, the, the Apparently, the audio is all done already. They're just waiting on animation. So, it could be Which, sooner than we I think. I mean, that, if you remember back from the first series, like, that took almost two, three years. Yeah. Um, it's, like, the animation takes a long time. It's yeah. really weird. I don't know if it just beforehand in like older shows they were just doing all this stuff well before we knew about it but this is one series where it feels like it's taking them a really long time to get this animation done. well filmation sells too you could reuse and you know you kind of piece Mm -hmm. them together based on a lot of stuff you already had versus everything from scratch so well i'm talking even in the 90s you know you know the batman era and everything like that like they weren't doing or the beginning of computer animation, which is what they're doing now. Like, mm. I mean, you'd have a show, you know, have a season, mm. and then by the you know end in May or whatever, and by the next fall, they've got another season out. Yeah, I think it's because they already knew that it was going to run for that many episodes beforehand, so they were probably animating that art before. Like, the season two was probably already finished or almost finished by the time season one aired. Yeah, that's what I guess. Whereas this. They didn't even green light it till well after the first one was already done. Yeah. Um, so well, there there is a video on uh, Yuka's YouTube channel where he got to interview Ted Biaselli and talk about the production of it. And Ted actually goes into we get to a certain point in this episode, and then we have to go and do the next point in the second episode, and then that starts, and and it's like this almost like a revolving door of how they accomplish getting these episodes finished and different, uh, like different timestamps along the way of the production of where they are with what episode. So, you know, it's like to actually coordinate that it must be amazing Mm -hmm. because it's just, it seems to me like it's a nightmare, but it also makes me think of my production with, with, uh, with my deadlines, every five days I have a new deadline. So I'm at one point or another with the previous and then the fifth deadline hits and then I'm needing to kick in with the next ones. So that one's worthwhile if you're interested in seeing at least a behind the scenes take of how the production works. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the voice acting happens mm-hmm. and then the animation takes X amount of time based on those performances and stuff. So. At least we know what what one's first, egg or the chicken in that case. So. Do you know if on this one, if they're doing the same thing where it's like each episode is a different writer or if it's... I would assume so. That seems I, I, I felt like that was... Um, it made it a little non-cohesive last time. Um, and I know that like the original series had a bunch of different writers for the different episodes, but they also weren't overarching stories that went from one to another. You kind of had a reset at the end of each episode Mm -hmm. and the next episode was its own thing with this, because you're doing a series, I think having the different writers made it a little bit choppy because some episodes were really well written. And then I felt like other episodes were not quite up to par. Yeah. Um, There's definitely stuff that they should have taken another pass at. Uh, One big thing for me, and I think, we're kind of picking up on the same thing, but I, I think a big part of it is because of when they were, were recording the dialogue for episode or the first season. Uh, it was during the height of COVID. Mm. Everybody was recording alone and mm. it really feels like it. It's, mm. I mean, it's even going back now and watching it. 
I, I picked up on it the first watch through and it, the more I watch it, the more it stands out that like, you can just feel that they weren't together. Right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, whereas filmation, they were literally in the same room, you know, Alan's freaking doing five voices. He's arguing with himself and, you know, <laughs> John seven and Lindy. And like, you know, yeah. there, there's that energy that you pick up. And I, so I'm hoping for this next one that they're, even if they're not necessarily together, maybe maybe you're zooming or something like they need that. They need that energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I am glad again that they replaced Sarah Michelle Geller because she just was not right for Tila. Hmm. Well, that's every time we talk about it, I always say like, you know, yes, it's a different take and all that stuff. But every time I've seen Chris Wood do like the I have the power or mm-hmm. for attorney, it's like that dude was putting everything into that. Yep. And I still think that was one of the MVP performances of that first season because uh, I, I didn't know what to expect out of him. But now that we've seen it, I'm like, yeah, that works. I need more of that for uh, the, the upcoming season, too. And the nice thing about that is now Melissa Benoit is taking over Tila. Yeah, who is literally Chris's wife in yep. real life. So you figure if nothing else, they would probably get to record together. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more. Um, Do, I don't know, recognize that name. Is she in something that I would know her from? Uh, Supergirl. Oh. CW, yeah, she, yeah. she played Supergirl. In the, the series? Yep, yes. the CW gotcha. one. Yep. Yep, she was the main character. So, um so we should at least, and like I said, they're married in real life. They met Chris Wood played. Um, he was another Kryptonian. What's what was it? Monel Daxamite. He was a Daxamite uh, on the series Monel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they end up dating and getting married in real life. So we should actually see some some connection between Adam and Tila in this next one. A little chemistry. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. For. Um, I'm excited. I still, I not get into that Supergirl series. It was uh, a little bit too much of the relationship side, and not enough yeah. of the like actual superhero stuff. So, I liked the first season a lot, but then it, it was on NBC. I think the first season, yeah. And then once it moved to CW, then it got really you know dramatic. Yeah, I do like the the Superman one that they're doing. I think that one's really good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't kept up on it, but I've enjoyed what I've seen. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Curtis. Yes, sir. We have not dove deep into the Ackerman brain oh, when boy. it comes to Motu. So, you never know what you might get. So. I never He's know like- what you. <laughs> He's our box of chocolates. <laughs> so why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your origin story? What attracted you to Masters? Um, and what's, what's your preferred iteration? Um, I was a Filmation guy. Um, I loved the, the figures. I never read any of the comics. Like when I was a kid, I would get the figures that had the comic and I would just toss the comic. So you like, always hated reading. I didn't. I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I liked reading the golden books. 
and I liked I liked the art in those um, and the and the stories in the Golden Books, but the mini comics didn't do anything for me. Um, so before anybody yells at me, that's a mini comic fan. I, I'm sorry, that's just it wasn't my thing. Um, so my version of he Man was really the filmation series. I love the series. Watched it every day. Um, as far as the figures go, I just love that it was different from everything else out at the time. Like everything else, you had, you know, the three and three quarters, little skinny, like nothing yep. characters, and then you got these big, giant, muscular, like muscles on top of muscles guys um that had these you know action features and different things that they could do and this one's spraying water and this one's neck goes up and this one's spring loaded it just it there was so much coolness to all of those um so i just i fell in love with that that whole thing um and yeah i just you know i i, I think i was really heavy into motu all the way up until the 87 movie. Um, and that killed it for me. I was, I was done. Um, but even like through, throughout Shira, like a lot, I know a lot of folks will say like when Shira came out, they, you know, you know, kind of jumped off because they felt like they were watering it down to bring girls into the line and all this and that. I loved the whole Shira series. I watched the series. My sister collected the toys. So I got to play with like all the horde characters that she would collect and play with them with my yeah. characters without having to buy. It was like, it was, you know, super awesome because, you know, for my birthday, I'd get the, the He-Man and Skeletor figure and all those. And then for her birthday, she'd get the Horde and I would play with those as well. So it's like I had two birthdays. Um, <laughs> it's your birthday week. Right. <laughs> so, no, yeah. there is no such thing as a birthday week. <laughs> it's a birthday year. I my ground. Um, it's a birthday year. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, there are characters that I felt a certain way about in my childhood and then other characters that I've like, and I, I it's kind of dwindled over time and other ones that I felt stronger as time went on. So like early on, I had no real connection to Zodak or the cosmic enforcers, but mm -hmm. as time went on and I grew older, like that became very intriguing to me. Um, when I was younger, I loved Stratos. Like I, I just thought, you know, I, if you could ever ask me, like pick one superpower, it was always flight. When I was a yes. kid, I was like, Oh, I'd love to fly. Always. And this dude's got wings and a jet pack. That's like doubly cool. Like there's, mm -hmm. you know, even, even if one fails, he's got the other. So this guy's like super cool. And over time, I just wasn't as intrigued with that character as I got in, grew into adulthood. So that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, how things, my relationship with certain characters changed. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, since I was a kid, I've, I've loved this thing. Um, I, I remember my most, most vivid memories as a kid opening Christmas presents <coughs> is opening He-Man figures. You know, I, I vividly remember getting Battle Armor Skeletor and, um, you know, opening Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain things for that... You know, you could pick a year even after that that I should have better memory of that I have no memory of, but I do remember those. Mm -hmm. so. And it's funny because I even remember, like, I don't know if it ever happened to you guys, but we were living in Michigan, so it had to have been like 91, 92 around there. And I got 
uh, Grizzlor for Christmas. And that, like, blew my mind because, like, nothing had been on shelves. Like, mm-hmm. I already had a new, new Adventures figures at that point. Like, and then I get a Grizzlor and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, how is this possible? And it's so weird because we are so alike. And you I know. irritate the piss out of me. And I, I don't know, I think, understand. I think that's why we irritate that's each why. other because I, we're so alike. I you think know? so. We need the yeah. we need the dichotomy there. Yeah. Uh welcome, my buddy's customs. Thanks. I even time. I remember one Halloween, uh my sister went as She-Ra and I went as Hordak. Nice. Um, and it was like super cool. So um, my old my older sister, she actually had we had it for years and I it's lost time, but my mom actually made a Shira costume, like cut open like uh, cardboard tubes, like from yeah. paper towel for the bracers, and she she sewed a lot back in the day, and she sewed up like a dress and everything, and it was really cool. Matt never looked better on Halloween. <laughs> Rock those gold heels. <laughs> He just pulled the skirt up just a little higher. He's like, hey, you sure you want that Toblerone? Yeah, okay. I love uh, that. Th- thanks to both Ostradamus uh, <laughs> and J-Mac. They, they are saying that Legends of Grayskull feels like home. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We couldn't have done it oh. without any of you guys. I'm going to take a step away from Curtis a minute here. He doesn't mind when I cut him off. Um, and I do want to promote... Our Legendati group, which Curtis has been a huge force behind actually pushing that. Uh, Sean and I created it, and we let it sit there. Um, and then <laughs> Jesse and Curtis came and joined our family, and now uh, we're actually like a real group. Um, so check that out, Legendati, over on Facebook. Uh, and you can actually celebrate all of our shows there. Legends of Grayskull Off-World with its inferior theme music and shooting the shell. Uh, Anru says that he thinks his last Motu was 89 before 2000X, and I bought them all myself. Went to Walmart in between college classes. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember getting into the 2000X, and uh, yeah, it was like my senior year of high school. And yeah, we go. We, I mean, we'd hit. There was a North Side Toys R Us. There was a South Side Toys R Us. We'd hit the KB Toys in each of the malls. There was three malls in Tucson when we were, I was living out there then. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was just awesome seeing them on the shelves again, and having the disposable income to just go crazy. I, that's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't know about uh, Mike Young Productions or yeah. 2000X when it happened. Like I didn't find out till many, many years later um, because I love that series. And um, I, I wish I would have been able to experience that when it was when it first came out. Um, but yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, and that, that cartoon is just amazing. Like. Mm-hmm. The best part about it for me is it doesn't matter when you discover it. It's still freaking great. Like, oh, yeah, I, I missed the boat on that by about three years. And I ended up, I, I had some like dental surgery stuff going on around t- 2005 or six. And I was home from work and I ended up just binging it on YouTube. And I was sitting there going, 
I, I saw one episode on Cartoon Network because I didn't have cable mm. and I didn't like it. I don't know what episode I even watched anymore because I wasn't really even paying attention to it. I think the thing that blew my mind was they weren't using the filmation theme or making the transformation similar to filmation. Yeah. It felt very stock and it bugged me in that way. But then when I actually watched it later and I watched it for the story, I'm just like, this is what I've been waiting for them to do with a He-Man show ever since I was a kid. Because I love that, yes, you had your one-offs, but you had your overarching mm-hmm. in the story as well. Mm-hmm. And I binged the hell out of that. And then I was running around and I'm like, I know it's not on TV anymore, but this is amazing. you got to watch this to I everybody that. that would listen to me. <laughs> yeah, like like the, the one thing that was jarring for me, I think, was seeing a small Prince Adam because... Yeah. I love you know, that. In filmation, he was the same size as He Man. He just wasn't the same color and didn't have the color same spot. armor and stuff. Um, you know, he got a good tan when he raised the sword. Yeah. But, uh, so seeing a small Adam was a little jarring. And then the whole, you know, um, Keldor, Skeletor, Uncle kind of thing was a little weird. But I agree with you. Like when I finally found it, which wasn't till maybe about three or four years ago that I oh. actually watched it. And I was like, how did I not hear about this? Like, how were people not talking about how great this series is? And then I get done with, you know, what is it, two seasons? Yep. And mm-hmm. and then I'm like, how did they stop there? Like, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why is there not more of this? I want more. Um, it, it's, it's one of those problems for me where it's like, okay, Mattel took back the rights and then they have the exclusive on their channel. And I'm like, oh, how cool would it be if they could actually, like, at least do one more season of it to at least get to the Horde? But considering uh, Dean Stefan's no longer with us, he passed away, and, and all of those uh, voice actors have gotten older over the last 20 years, I'm like, it's, like, one of the most unfulfilled things I've ever imagined having in my life. Of I want them to go back to it, but you won't get that right and again i think i don't feel like it could ever happen the way that happened originally and i don't want them to do it if it can't feel that way ever again you know yeah i got the same problem i did finally finish uh young justice but they had the same thing where they had the two seasons in cartoon network and then that five-year hiatus and then they came Mm -hmm. back and we got two seasons and it's like it's good but it's not the greatness that those first two seasons are and there's stuff that happens in there where it's like if this had come out when it was supposed to like this wouldn't have gone this way so you just it as much as i would have loved them to continue i think if anything you have more luck of that hitting right if you do like a comic continuation just because you have a little bit more control over the the elements, like you said, the voices and everything else. So I well, guess the MYP was a missed opportunity because I think, like, I never heard about it when it yeah. when it was out, and I oh, like at all. And I think if if every original Motu fan had seen that when it first came out and watched it, I can't imagine it not going longer than two seasons. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody would have fallen in love with it. But I think yeah, people just didn't know. Surprised. I, I think it's the best. And, and listen, I'm a filmation guy. I, I, I live and die filmation. Yep. But I think MYP is the best team man we've gotten. I I will agree with that. Um, but and especially at the time, 
Mm. Um, there were a lot of people that were unhappy with it. And same thing Sean's mm. echoing. Like, it doesn't have the filmation theme. It was trying, you know, what we celebrate it for now, and I agree was the right thing to do, was to make it its own thing. But at the time, there's a lot of fans who had problems with that. And, well, you know, the, the, it was the, very the, divisive. The thing about it in that era is we never had a reboot. Right. This was one of the very first times that we had a legitimate, okay, here's a brand that we knew and we grew up with and it was near and dear to our hearts. Let's reboot it and let's let's have a new generation see it. And, I mean, technically New Adventures was, I'm not even going to say that because this is like legit, they were yeah. trying to get to Eternia. They were getting back to the, the well, barbarian aspect. New, Ad- new Adventures was not a reboot. New Adventures it was, was a written sequel. to continue the yeah. So, so the idea for me, at least like when I watched it, when I think reboot, I'm figuring they're going to at least have nods to what filmation did. Like at least in the score, you might hear that or something, you know? Yeah. Cause like, even with the new Thundercats that came out, they, they had at least a little tiny bit of like on the beginning. It's like, okay, you gave at least a little bit of something, but this, it was like, Lord of the Rings yeah. score and all that. And it was like, this isn't what I was thinking it was going to be. The The transformation is like one of the, the lower points of that entire series. But if you watch it for everything else, yeah. it, it's like, man, He-Man goes up against such freaking great stakes every freaking time he, he becomes He-Man. And you see him get tested constantly yeah. of the, the, the power getting thrown at him and, and, and like going up against the giants and that and in the buzz off episode and the council of evil one, which when I saw that one, I was just sitting there going, I need a cigarette. This is the best sex <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Like I could not believe that that three parter. It was yep. like the greatest He-Man story I've ever seen on a, a like animated wise and stuff. And it's like, you know, those that show just like it, it, it took it to, to a whole new level that I needed it to. Yeah. Um, Manny brings up a point here, which I, I didn't know this because, like I said, I didn't know about yep. the time. But it said Cartoon Network also screwed up because they kept changing the schedule for yeah. it. You and know. the reason why I wanted to pull that up, and I think that's so significant, is like when we were kids, Filmation was on every day. You yep. knew after school was going to be on. You were going to see it, whatever. Yep. Um, but at the time that 2000X came out, this is like you don't really have TiVos at that time. You don't have... Nope. Stuff that's on demand where it's streaming, like you can watch it whenever you want now. So you really did need to know when something was on if you either wanted to watch it live or record it. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's a really important part for that period of time. Like if if MYP came out in, let's say, 2020 and you were able to just go and stream and binge the whole series whenever you wanted yep. to. That would be totally different than mm-hmm. when it came out. Like you yep. need viewers to show up every week and watch it. Back in that time period, yeah, they, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was originally part of the tsunami block, and then it moved off the tsunami block, and then it went back on the tsunami block, and it changed nights, and it changed time slots, and it, yeah, it was all over the place. You know, even even us that were follow following it, looking for it, looking in the TV guide. Like, we had a hard time keeping up with it. So, a guy who's home from college for a weekend and his parents have cable, the odds of him catching it are, like, zero. Right. You know, it's just... And 
you know, there's there's a whole thing. You know, Cartoon Network um, did not want to promote it properly. They had their own shows coming out that kind of fit into their same category. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely some talk about them them intentionally trying to tank it to get the time slot back and yeah, lots of politics, unfortunately, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, Anru, I... I usually did. We, I actually had. Yeah, that's I have the no problem. Idea where... In order to record the VCR, you need to know when it's going to be. Yeah, on. that's right. the problem. Like well, it's not right. like like once TiVo came out, you could just say, "I want you to record every episode no. of this series," and yeah. regardless of when it came out, it would do that. But yeah. before that, when you're doing VCR, you need to know exactly what time, what channel it's going to be on in order to record it. Yep, that's so, why they uh, they sold the figures with the VHS tapes, at least. Yep. Like that was mind blowing to me. Like it, they they did do the original series too, though. They the still yeah, the first wave the had Filmation episodes, and then they released some NYP yeah. episodes as well. Yeah, because there there was Courage of Adam later on and stuff. Yep. But uh, yeah, I do think I remember seeing the toys at that time, and I was not impressed, and I'm still not impressed with the 2000X toys, um, just because I I feel like it didn't go so far as to have good articulation. No, but but it's not as simplified in the same buck as the like the filmation or the the vintage series. So it 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 was like it was updated sculpts that looked cool, mm-hmm. but then they're very wonky in terms of how they moved. Um, and, and I I could not get into those figures. Now the stactions, those stactions are fantastic, and that's some of the best. Like if you have some of those and you got them on your shelf, right. like people walk in and they see those and they go, that is awesome. I don't yeah. care if you're a He-Man fan or not. They walk in and see those stactions and they fall in love. Yeah. Sure. And that's, and that's one of the problems. It's like, it was all done by the four horsemen. That was the right. first master's work they did, but like they, they designed every figure to have, you know, wrist, elbow, shoulder, you know, they they designed those figures to have that articulation and then Mattel's just like, yeah, we're just going to do shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like uh, so if we could have gotten if Mattel had, had more faith in the horseman back then, those figures would have been even more amazing because they were all individual sculpts, they were great sculpts, but they were just they were they were gimmicky, you know, and to me, not even gimmicky in the good sense, like the vintage was. Like everybody just kind of had like a punch or a kick or something. you know, like there wasn't even the uniqueness. Well, my, I've I've argued that on the show before, but my my biggest problem: is at what point do they need to have a plunger on the back of Skeletor yeah. and and Beastman and stuff? Like when I found that out, when I opened my first one. Yep. I actually got like I was angry because I'm like I don't need yep. this bullshit plunger on this figure. Give it to me like the original where he has the the twist of the waist. That's all I'm asking for. Because yeah, otherwise, like, Beastman he, he something have his arms him. here or up yeah. here or up there. Yeah, that's, they, that's the only ones where they locked into place. Yeah, yeah. that button is back and went. Oh, well, oh, oh, it's like it's, like, that's it's not like, even creative. What what Curtis is saying about the statues actually is is a perfect example of that toy line could have been just statues, and right. I would have probably appreciated that better than what Mattel did with them with how these features worked, because I'm like this is this is not what this line was. You're messing it up. Stop. You know. And then now they're getting to origins, and I'm like, see, if you would have done that back in the 
2000X days, you would have had me just like giggling like a little kid running to the cash register at Toys R Us yeah. that day. Well, you and I'm, I'm going to be a little uh, hypocritical here because like the thing that I loved about the vintage line with, yep. with He-Man and Skeletor specifically was the different ver- – I loved each of the different versions that we got. Yep. And then you get to the 2000X and I'm like, do I need a stilt walker He-Man and a snake armor He-Man and a 50,000 variant He-Man? Like, I I, I don't know. I think it was just too much, which is silly to me when I think about it because I love the different variants in the vintage line. But for some reason, it just didn't hit the same. But they were creative and there weren't as many in the vintage line. Yeah. It wasn't every wave. Well, and I know. think it was more spread out. Like it was right, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. like every, yeah, every few waves are like, okay, we probably need to throw a He-Man and a Skeletor back out there, but let's yep. do something creative. And the, the only ones you needed, if you wanted any other ones, in my opinion, were Fire Armor Skeletor and Ice Armor He-Man. Leave yep. it at that. Stick with those. The other ones, they were there. If you're a completist, I'm sure you appreciated how many there were. But for me, the I Manassa mean, Ice Armor, He-Man, and Fire Armor Skeletor, I was like, "Yeah, that's hot." I, had, like, I, I literally was like, "I cannot wait to get the." And I had them in hand, and there's a Skeletor without the plunger on his back. Yep. So that one actually was my favorite Skeletor in the line compared to the traditional looking one. I will throw I will throw honorable mentions out to the the battle sound because they had the chrome. They're mm-hmm. almost like the battle armor, and mm-hmm. they had uh, originally Alan and John did the voices, and then they actually re-released uh, the He-Man in a gold version that had uh, Cam, Cam Clark, Clark. Yeah. doing the voice. Um, um, do, do you guys know what a Waffles He-Man is? I don't know what that is. Is I, that I, a real thing? I'm trying I to think of what. Can't think of anything that he's referring to. <laughs> I think he's just making a joke. Um, okay, and then. I will throw it. It's it's one of the it's so bad it's good is the jungle attack He Man where he's done oh. like Rambo like it's, <laughs> it's not like... He Man to me at all but it's so <laughs> silly that it's like okay like and it was first wave so I was, yeah, that... you know you were so starved then you're like well, I'm just gonna buy the whole first wave that not like one... the jungle attack. Oh, he's still sitting there. Come on, let's go home. You know that one. That <laughs> one definitely had that vibe. Like somebody just watched the uh, the orgy chamber scene in Conan, and they're like, yeah. "Let's see what that looks like on He Man." And then they, it's like, "Hey, did you get your work done today?" Yeah, this is the new He Man that I produced. Put it in a box. Let's get it out there. <laughs> it's like I meant it as a joke. Sorry, you know. <laughs> it's got that vibe about it, and not not even talking Disco Skeletor for Christ's sake. Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> No, the end of the line. The end of the line was unfortunately very, very bad. <laughs> I was just I'm trying to recoup some money, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but at One the other. end, of, at the end of the day, they all dropped the ball on it. Mattel did not promote the toy line like they needed to. They had two commercials over the whole run of it. I mean, I don't, I don't remember any, but like I remember a ton of New Adventures commercials growing up. And I'm sure you guys can remember the vintage toy commercials. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. they were everywhere. And 2000X had two over the, you know, two, three years that they were running. Like, have you guys ever made it through New Adventures? Mm-mm. Yes. I've, uh, I've tried like four times. Uh, and like, I get, I can get through like one episode, maybe two. And I'm like, I just can't take it. Like, I, it's just, it's so bad. 
It's yeah, so freaking terrible. Sean only watched one episode in his life because I made him for the show. We we watched it on the show, and when it was finished, I was like, "What the crap did you just make me watch?" Basically, it's so bad. I don't even know what they were thinking. That's actually um, one because there are there. I'll say it again, there are some really good arcs in that show. Mm-hmm. They did like the Thundercats, where they would have like a five parter here and there. Mm-hmm. Um. And those are really good. And there's there's like there's a handful of gems in there, and they really did work out a season long story. And they had character growth and arcs, and like there's some good stuff in there. There's also a lot of bad stuff. So I know we talked before ages ago, and I think I need to do it eventually. Here, I need to just make a list of if you're gonna watch New Adventures, watch these episodes. Because it's mm-hmm. definitely not one. Like, I would never watch it all the way through again. Mm-hmm. There is no reason to. It's, at best, 50% good episodes. So, I need to sit down and actually make a list of <laughs> these 10 episodes. These are the ones you watch. So, real quick about the 2000X line, and then I, I promise I'll stop. Uh Honor you over here. He He reminded me of something. I was like, I knew there was another point I was trying to make. The Battle Sound ones were cool because in the show, Battle Sound Skeletor became the Ambrosia powered up version of Skeletor, just like Ice Armor He Man showed up on the show, just like the uh, Samurai versions even showed up on the show. So I always loved that if you had those variants, they actually used them at least compared to Filmation always just being classic looking He Man, classic looking Skeletor. And uh, I I loved that actually got me excited to get some variants because I was one of those kids where if it was on the show, there's a pretty good chance I would gonna go and find it at the toy store. Yeah. And they did it to me in my twenties even. So hell, I, I just didn't I even get the, the shield or the battle axe. Like we didn't even get nope. stuff from the original E Man. We got the shield on one episode. Yeah, and they like, didn't even yeah. use it. And yeah, Adam it was, used it. Adam used it. Uh, and at least on 2000X, they even did the shield on the one episode. So it's like, okay, you yeah. know, you're you're doing things that I appreciated it because as a kid, I, I was always like, He-Man has more than just a sword. Come on, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. They just kept it to that. So. Yeah. Uh, and my buddy's custom says that he grew up on New Adventures, so he loved it. And he went back and watched it, and it's not bad, but he does have nostalgia for the show. So That's I. It makes me think of uh, um, oh, Count Rugen from Princess Bride, where he says, that may be the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How marvelous. <laughs> uh, no, I completely like, get it, buddy. It, like, out of, it's out of it's every definitely one of those you've things. Grown up with, that is not the one I would wish on anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yes, definitely, you know, and I know that's why filmation to me still resonates to this day grand there are a lot more good episodes of filmation than new adventures but like it's one of those like the nostalgia definitely plays a part in it mm-hmm. well and and listen i wouldn't I, I don't get too many chances to be on legend of grayskull podcast and talk he-man so i i would i have to bring up golden disc of knowledge like <laughs> for me that is like the primo top of the top like the the whole xanthar redemption tale how yes 
how he goes from being this this guy that basically fell for one of Skeletor's plots. He, you know, he's like all these other minions that we see following around Skeletor that that for some reason follow him and do his bidding, and they don't know why. Um, and for him to go from there to redeeming himself without any, you know, hint of there's going to be a reward or something at the end, and then they make him a cosmic enforcer. Um, I just absolutely love that singular episode and it, it changed my entire view on masters of the universe and the cosmic enforcer specifically. And that's when I fell in love with, with the cosmic. Enforcer. That's what did it. I've always that, wondered that, this. that one episode changed everything for me. Now is that one that you, is, are you talking as a kid that changed everything or that's one when you revisit it later on when I revisited gotcha. it. I don't even remember seeing it as a kid, but, but watching it and I mean, listen, we all mess up throughout our lives. We, we make mistakes and we, you know, there's certain times where we're going to look for redemption or we're going to look yep. to, you know, better ourselves or, you know, be a better person than we were the day before or whatever that case may be. And to see that story arc and see, you know, across that episode, what Xanthor goes through, um, and then to at the end get rewarded by becoming a cosmic enforcer, just like it, it's very emotional for me. And I, I just, I think that really in a nutshell sums up what Motu was about as far as it was all about a good heart. Like even the, the, you know, people make fun of the little notes at the end where they talk, you know, give the little, you yeah. know, their little breakdown at the end of the story and stuff, but it was about being a good person. Like that's what that show was. Um, and to me, that episode really just encapsulates that. So that's, that's interesting to me because, uh, my, uh, the, the listeners have heard this tons of times out of my mouth, but, uh, house of Shakoti was always yep. one of my absolute favorites. Part of the reason of that is it did for me what that episode did for you, where I'm watching this kid in this situation where if I was a kid in there, and I was having to fight the darkness and I was having to go up against these things in the dark and these demon creatures and that giant, you know, the, the darkness has risen at the end of all that stuff. As a kid, it would have literally made me just cringe in a corner and probably like ball my eyes out because I wouldn't have known how to handle this. And then at the end of that episode, the end of the two part, you have that moment where Stanlin just comes out with the power sword and he doesn't get to say by the power of grace, but he's just like, I'm not afraid. And he deflects the bolt so he could save He-Man. And as a kid, I was like, yes. Like that was one of my f- favorite moments of the entire filmation series. And it was because it made me feel like even if I'm not brave, I could still try, you know, mm-hmm. I could still attempt to do something bigger than myself. So in that way, it's like, I'm I'm not the biggest filmation guy, admittedly, but that one was a powerful one for me when I saw it because it was that feeling of even if you have something so big that it scares you, you got to at least try to stand up to it and try to do something about it. So, yeah. and it spoke would, to me. If you would like to hear Sean and I talk for over two hours about House of Shikodi, <laughs> follow the link that's down in the chat right now. That That is actually, I know we talked about it a bit in part one, our non-live mm-hmm. episode 100, but yep. that is the first thing that Sean and I uh, collaborated on, and that got the ball rolling for all of this. So, 
even as a kid, I remember that part where she was laughing, like the big face was oh, yeah. scale, and she's laughing and then it just faded into her lips. And for some reason, when you walked into them, I was kind of like, I kind of want to know what that feels like. And I was like, what is going on with this? It confused the hell out of me. <laughs> Faux <So>. show. <laughs> I got a tingly in my... No, no, we're not going to do that. Uh... <laughs> We finally got somebody younger than me. My Buddy's Customs was born in 86. So, yeah, perfect age for that show. He loved having the figures. And the electronic sword and Skeletor staff. I had that Skeletor staff, too. That thing was awesome. It had, like, light-up eyes and sound effects. Uh, and uh, I hope he wants to try and get a working one. Um, I hope you get it, because that was a badass toy all right let's uh let's switch gears oh no sean's got there he goes this is me i just wanted to share this that is uh some artwork that i commissioned from kevin sharp yeah yep that is that's my updated version of xanthor fighting the good fight so very nice yeah i just i love that character so wanted to show that i love it yeah, one of my one of my personal favorite pieces of art that I have is the uh, Shira on Swiftwind up there, and that is by Mister Sean Skavarna. So oh, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, but he does good art. Yeah, all right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now Curtis, mm-hmm. my buddies, brings up a good point. Okay. If Mattel Creations released an Origins figure for Xanthor. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. He will put his money where I would buy multiple. I would need one in in the box. I would need one at least, if not more, uh, out of the box. And yeah. He needs one in every room in the house. <laughs> and he would need he would need to have the removable helmet. Or at oh, least yeah. an alternate yeah. head, you know, with being able to hold the helmet. Yeah, because there's that one scene where he's actually holding the helmet on right. his side, and then he's got mm-hmm. that long flowing hair and the goatee, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a good episode. Oh, I am. If there's anybody out there, uh, and I've I've contacted um, James Etoc and and uh, Chris Oneda and and several people that deal in like. Um, cells. Yeah. If anybody's got a cell of Xanthor in the Cosmic Enforcer uniform, I am looking for it. I will. I will pay premium dollar for that. I've got pictures of Xanthor, um, like before the transformation. Yeah. Got cells of him before the transformation, and I've even got a drawing of him that, that was the initial sketch drawing for the cell. Yep. With the Cosmic Enforcer uniform, but not I've, a cell of him in that. So you are two years too late. I actually held one in my hand at the last PowerCon in California. Mm. They had there was a lady there that had a ton of cells, and one of them was. And the reason I remember it was because I was walking around with Motu Joe Joe T. Yeah. And he's a big Zodak fan too. He's a big Zodak yeah. fan, and he was telling me he's like, he's like, yeah, I was at this booth. He's like, I probably got to get it. I'm like, he's like, I was at this booth. <coughs> Excuse me. And they had 
uh, a cell of Zodak, but without his helmet on. And of course, me being the, I'm like, that never happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I saw it. It was it was the cosmic and four, but he didn't have the helmet. I'm like, no, that's Xanthor. I'm telling you. And we walked over there, and I'm like, no, see, that's Xanthor. And I pulled it up online to show him who Xanthor was. And he's like, and then he's like, oh, okay, I don't need it then. And he put it back. So, okay, so if somebody was at PowerCon two years ago and the last this video, and that you last, found it. That last California one, I. I wonder if we could. I've find, been chasing I, that down. I can't remember if it was. I think it. It might have been James. It might have been Chris. I'm not sure. One of them told me that they got a bunch of cells because they actually went to the warehouse that housed all the cells, and they were yeah. burning these things. Like that they was were when, taking them out and burning the cells because they just couldn't store them anymore. And like he gathered up a whole bunch of them, and I'm like, uh, and and so. At the time when I was talking to them, they're like, hey, it may not exist anymore. So yeah. at least if nothing else from this episode, you've given me hope. There's at least one out in there. in existence. Um, but yeah, that, that would have been Chris. James got a lot of his from the same warehouse. Mm-hmm. But Chris started going there when they got they sold the warehouse and they were like clearing everything out. Ugh. And anything that was left went to that Animation Legends uh, website. So... After you know, and Chris managed to get some, but yeah, it's uh, all right. There's at least one floating land out there. Hit me up. We Mm -hmm. might have to do some digging because I'm Mm -hmm. I bet we could find the PowerCon vendor list from like two years ago. Like, dude, that would be amazing. I can't even picture which uh, which corner it was on. Like, I I remember that, like, she she had a ton of great stuff there. See, oh. this is my punishment for not being friends with you two years ago. It is. If you weren't an asshole yeah. for two years, then you would have a Xanthor's <laughs> I'm just picturing it, though. It's like it's like uh, oh, this shit. year at Christmas, Curtis gets that in the mail, and he's going to be bawling worse than he does at Guardians of the Galaxy uh. Volume 2's ending, probably, if he if he opens that up and there's Xanthor oh, no, in, the, in the Cosmic Enforcer armor. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be that was that was like me when I finally got my uh, uh, King Helios from uh, Curse of the Spellstone. He was mm. the, you know, the fire people. Yep, I managed to track down a cell of it's him with the the fire cat. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was like all right. That is that is amazing, and that's the, it's like it's awesome. I do have like a good He Man and a good Tila and all that, but like. Those special ones, like those mean even more to me because there are only a handful of those ever made, you know, and then you got the vinegar syndrome and everything else that's destroying them. So, yeah. But yeah, if only I'd known. Uh, Let's stop for a quick uh, plug here. I can share my screen. Uh, I do want to promote our number one most recurring guest host, Matthew Rodriguez. Uh, I want to check in with his Armies of Ashmore. If you guys have not. It's there. Yet. Not yet. Almost. Isn't that the number? 109. Oh, okay. 96%. 96%. We're at 105-603. We got to get 109-200. So we can do that by the end of the show, right? Come on, guys, Manny, my buddy. Come on, Skelly yeah. Vader. Where's that big snake mountain money? <laughs> um, yeah. 
We are, got, we are like within kissing distance of this thing. Oh, yeah. Four grain left. Fifth, uh, just clicked over 15 days to go. Uh, it was 16 when we started the episode. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to nail this no problem. He's already released the weapon pack. He released the head packs. Uh, the albino warrior Kazbar uh, came out today. Yeah. The translucent uh, one is unlocked as well, right? I thought I he just think... unlocked the albino so far. I yeah, mean, I don't think that one got unlocked yet. I think uh, it's unlocked. I don't think that they he's. I don't think it has a name or anything yet. But because it was supposed to unlock at the same dollar amount, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, but he unlocked Casbar yeah. early. Oh, yeah, he okay. was gotcha. he was going to unlock them both at one fifty, and he unlocked it today, which. You know, he, he can do what he likes. But, yeah, I was really happy because I wanted that one. Yeah, but, yeah, the, the translucent one, I guess, that and the Wave Rider. Is that what his name is? Wave. Keep, scrolling, keep scrolling down there. Man. Okay, Wave I something. to and show him the colors there. Yeah, so Caspar yeah. is unlocked now. Nope, he's still got oh, Millwood locked. Okay. They were both supposed to be 150, and then the gotcha. the uh, Wave Walker is. Wave Walker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Matt likes the. He just likes throwing stuff out. He likes the fans, so he's been throwing stuff out ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice if people liked him too, but that's all yeah. right. I mean, they they like his toys, and that's good enough. Yeah. And his comics, he's got good yeah. comics. Yeah, good comics, good toys. DJ and Andrew do great work. So yeah. Uh, yeah. As someone who's done fan art of these uh, of one of these figures, I did the Rydor one just, just for you know fun the, a couple weeks ago. I can tell you that the amount of work and detail in these figures is amazing. Because yeah. I literally my hand cramped up so many times trying to get the details right. I just finally go, it's good enough, and I I posted it because <laughs> I just. I, I there there is a certain point in details where I just go I just yeah. don't have it in me I'm just gonna get out something so I can feel like I accomplished something tonight. Come on, Emiliano. So yeah, um, yeah, my buddy, he's uh, yeah, I highly recommend picking these up. They're gonna be the cheapest. They're gonna be off of here. Uh, even individual figures are sixty five right now. Mm-hmm. I gotta imagine they're gonna be at least seventy five at retail. And yeah, well, they, and the, the Kickstarter ones, I see somebody's asking about the packaging and yep. I know we haven't seen the packaging yet, but nope. it's going to have different packaging for the Kickstarter versus retail, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it'll be, the figures will be packaged in a, bo- a clamshell window box, something. And then for Kickstarter only, it's going to have a sleeve to go over the box. Gotcha. So okay. You even get that little added benefit. We do not know what the packaging looks like. We know what it's going to function like, and we know that Nate Barch is drawing it. So it's it's going to be amazing. No worries. The amazing, talented Nate Barch. Exactly. And humble. Mm-hmm. Very humble. Too humble. <laughs> God, I haven't thrown on the weapons pack yet, but I... Did you see that, like um, that shield that Eric Miller posted on uh, Instagram? The, like, black one? Yeah. Yeah, where did that come from? Was that just something he went it, I guess, I guess, uh, I don't know if Matt sent him one to paint, but it's it's weird because I've seen that shield a million times, that blue yep. one that you got on the screen there. Mm-hmm. 
and it's never popped to me that that's a triceratops head. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I've never picked that up. I just it was just triangular whatever shield, a yeah. diamond shaped shield. But the way that he painted it, it really popped, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's a triceratops yep. head on the shield." Did you um, notice in the axe that that's also? Yeah, I love axe? the axe for that reason. I don't yep. mm, where look at the axe. See the the small side. That's the nose. And yep. then you got the little eye, and then you got the oh horn. shit! I didn't yeah. notice that either. That yep. that's yep. the thing. Like I I love the I I needed this in my life because like this reminds me of the beginning of Masters. Like their their vehicles would always have that like animal totem kind of vibe going on. And when I see how it's integrated into this, and there's there's a character that is not in this Kickstarter that I'm hoping they get to eventually if this goes well. And I, I'm actually doing some fan art of him on the side, too. And when I do that, I'm like, the amount of just how that works with the, the weapons to fit the motif is just next level for me. I, I right. love that it has that much personality to these figures and, and their weaponry and the accessories. Well, and I like how it's like it's all the same weapons. And then you even saw the one, like you said, that Eric Miller painted up. But like I've I've seen these in person multiple times and they're amazing, but then I see like that ankylosaurus shield there in the green and the purple, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that, you know? Again, that pops again. Just simple color swap just makes it seem like a whole new weapon, even though it's not, you know. And that's yeah, great scopes there to work off of. So yeah, so if you haven't, uh, if you haven't jumped on this yet oh and don't even forget about the design your own warrior you Mm -hmm. know uh so you can actually get any of the the four dinosaurs because there are two triceratops uh you can get any of them in a light gray unpainted plastic so if you want if you've got a color scheme in mind you want to do throw one of these on and you're all set to just paint here's that that one that i was talking about like some something about the eyes, I think, is what yeah. made this pop for me. Yep. And I was like, oh shit. That yeah. That's and he did cool. he did a little bit more of the uh is it dry brushing or like there's a little bit more of a depth yeah, yeah, yeah. work like the, in there, you know. Yeah, like um hold on, let me get where my cursor's at. Like this part is a different color than that part. Which right. really kind of separates it and makes yeah. it, it. It really does make it yeah. pop. And then, like on the horn part, you can see, like he he, he did like a wash or something, yeah. where it really went into the crevices, and it it makes those horns kind of stick out too. So yeah, that I saw that today, and I was like, holy shit! I, I've never. I mean, I've I've been on this Kickstarter yep. so many times, and mm-hmm. I've never noticed that that's a triceratops head. So. Yeah, I, no, I, awesome. I always. I thought it was a symbolic thing, but yep. this is the first where I noticed the eyes. Yep. Yeah. And so now I'm like, it, like no. when I saw that, when you sent that to us, I was like, holy crap, it actually is the head. It's not just like a symbolism of the head. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. So Yeah, and just the, the scale of it. Like Manny said, they look like the 80 toys that grow in the water. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you can uh, search up Defenders of Eden toys on facebook and we got a group there and i've shared pictures i've taken and matt's wife rachel has been amazing and taking pictures and stuff of various lines and like even classics like they tower over them mm-hmm. well not only the height but they're just beefy like, they are, they're, guys are yeah, they're they're, wide yeah 
I mean, it does give me some of that same mo- original Motu vibes, yeah. like the muscular, just like stacked, you know, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is a shit house. <laughs> yeah, there, there yeah. is, of course, the comics, too. There's an Armies of Ashmore solo book that's only going to be available through the Kickstarter. Uh, and then you can also get caught up on the actual Defenders of Eden, the comics, the mini comics. You can pre-order the trade that will have issue four in it that hasn't been released yet. So, I mean, there's just so much good stuff uh, on here. And there's really no reason not to get in on it now when it's going to be the cheapest. What's that other... Um new IP that came out that's related to Motu. Um, you know what I'm talking about? It was a, a Kickstarter not too long ago or something. I don't know if it was Kickstarter, but it was a new line. Um, they're they're uh, like the vintage uh, Motu. Oh, uh, Dra- Legends of Dragonor. Yeah. Did you oh, guys get any of those? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was not able to financially, but I've seen, I, I got to see the, pro- the prototype at uh, the First Legions Con I was at and, and talked to Josh Manpelt about it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I love what they're doing with that. And I love that they're having like the build a figure thing in that wave mm-hmm. and, and all that. I, I love that aspect to it. But it was just something I just couldn't afford when that was going on, unfortunately. Yeah, gotcha. for me, for me, it's just I don't, I don't collect vintage, mm. and those are those are so very vintage. I mean, mm-hmm. five points of articulation, you know, um, they look great, and I know they're they're going to do amazing. They are doing amazing um, because there is a huge segment of the population that just loves the vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm one. I feel I feel like I've upgraded, you know, and I just I can't go back. Yeah, I appreciate them. I'll see vintage stuff, and I'll be you know I'll get the memories of childhood, but I'd much rather have my classics or my mondo, you know, mm-hmm. and taking it to the next level. Do you? Did I, you get on anything there, Curtis? Yourself? I did not. I've I've heard from other people though that have got it that are very impressed with them so far though. So I was. Wondering if you guys had gotten in on that. So, I mean, they do look very cool to me. Um, I think, you know, like you, my Motu is the Mondo. And I think the reason that is, is that me as an adult holding a Mondo in my hand is like the same proportions as me as a kid holding the vintage Motu Mm -hmm. in my hand. Like, I get that same, like, this thing is big and bulky and huge and, you know, kind of thing. For sure. Uh, And, of course... It's not a Friday night until you get a little Jesse Arnold in your life. <laughs> nice. What's up, Jesse? I don't know. You were talking about get big and chunky and in your hands, and I was like, are they talking about me already? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, baby. That's a nice green shirt you got on. I like that. Oh, oh Motu. Very nice. nice. He's nice. repping. I mm-hmm. am I'm repping the podcast. This is probably one of one shirt that has been made because I don't think Sean, you never even got a Legends of Grayskull podcast shirt, did you? Not that version. Yeah. Um, I'd like to pause the show for a second. Sorry for those <laughs> in the audience. Um, He's got to go rep Mo too. <laughs> I've got to. No, I've got to catch Jesse up because Jesse, you weren't here at the start, and I just want to let you know. Oh, here, let's um, uh, the here. the douche. I'll show you. Because there were yeah. some other people that weren't here. So be Jesse, prepared to be upset, Jesse. I, I was. So we got 
this. Actually, even Sean wasn't here for the beginning. So everyone sit back, relax, enjoy the intro. Over a live show on Friday night. Yes, when we, oh, should, be doing, yeah. when we should be doing off. Here we go. They they put together this awesome theme music with like versions of themselves that look like Greek gods. Somehow, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that just selfies that me and Sean took. That's okay, it. yeah, okay. So, Filters. I mean, <laughs> like how how come this show gets all the hoopla? All the fanfare, all the you know, cool music and 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 animation, and you know, I want to look buff. Whoa. I want to have muscles. Whoa! Oh, I'm not oh, saying anything bad about your animation. Your animation's artwork. great, but I mean, look I, at them. I feel they like you're stepping all over my arm. I mean, you. I mean, they they look like BDSM host with a pokeball. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> at least Matt does. Hell yeah! That was intense. There's glowing. With his glowing nipple lights, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. But. I know something. Even... <laughs> I don't yeah. know that character. Uh, uh, Elevator, also... I reject your reality and I substitute my own. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm here to celebrate the hundredth anniversary episode month and a half long. However, this has been going on for <laughs> yeah, their their hundredth episode. You got a whole week longer. for your birthday. Yeah, this lasted longer than my birthday week. Yes. <laughs> and we got theme music. When we get all four through 100, I promise, Curtis, I will get you theme music. <laughs> I've also got the instrumental version. So. <laughs> That's a pretty killer intro. You guys deserve it. I mean, that artwork's fantastic, too. So. What's that little part that gets stuck in your head? The Legends of Grayskull podcast. <laughs> well, like, I'm going to have that for the next two days. It's going to be going through my head. Let me do it here once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gonna play this. So no, I, I I don't know why you thought I would be upset by any of this. Vino does. We need more of this on Off World. Jesse never gets upset about. Anything. We're just getting started with Off World. It's true. All we're just getting Off World with Off World in the chat. Make sure you go. We're, we're just we're just, we're just getting off. We're just getting off with Off World. <laughs> I did that before the show. Uh, my buddy says we need a three-minute extended version of that theme. 
I'm just kind of loop it throughout the whole episode. Just <laughs> you know, you know when uh, like something like some video goes viral or something or song, and then they do like one of those on YouTube where it's like ten hours looped. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's what that's what Dooch is gonna have of this. He's gonna My be favorite. working and just listen to the ten hour loop of Legends of Grey Skull podcast. My favorite ten hour loop is the Jeff Goldblum laughing in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, now Man, that... could you imagine him as Skeletor? Come on, that'd be... <laughs> See that? I wouldn't be imposed. I mean, it might maybe like a voice actor or or like yeah. a, a, a motion capture, not like he's not that big. But... Yeah. I, I think one, buy, of the, one of the Skarsgård brothers would be good. Evelyn, Hello? I just, I just, really, cool. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't want a live action movie. If I'm completely honest, like I really would rather them just go high budget animated and make everything I, awesome. I want a live action movie for one reason. Okay. I want to see Dolph Lundgren as King Randor. Okay. That's, that's the only reason I want a live action movie. Yeah. I think that would be phenomenal. In fact, I would watch a movie where it's just about King Randor. Maybe this, even like, yeah. This is the man who the 87 movie killed Masters for him, as we discovered a little yes. while ago on the show. And now he will do anything to get Dolph Lundgren back in the franchise. I had no problem with Dolph Lundgren. I love Dolph Lundgren in that movie. I think that um, the, the, the actors were good. I didn't like the setting on Earth. I didn't like that they strayed from the characters that we loved and threw characters in there to sell toys. Um, I didn't like the whole Courtney Cox bullshit. Like that was just I don't need that. Um, yeah, I will always take. But but I thought I thought Dolph Lundgren was phenomenal. I, yeah. I mean, he I can't imagine in the eighties one other person that could have played that role better than he played it. Agreed. Completely agree. It's been oh. too long for me to offer any valid input on that conversation. Well, we will have to rectify that at some point. <laughs> no, that's a no-fly zone. <laughs> so now oh, that okay, you said rectify, I'm sorry. <laughs> we we can wreck the. No, I'm going to stop there. This is not, not off world. This is not off world. <laughs> However, I do have an off world style story that I was waiting for Jesse to get here for because I know he loves my. Uh, brain things. So, color green, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, stop. So, have you guys probably not ever put your belt on the other way around your waist? What? Why? I tried it once but out of curiosity because I think I found out I was doing it wrong, but I was like, I don't want to be right because I hate this version of the belt the other way. I don't know what right is, but like I take the belt and I go around my left side and come around. Yeah. Well, this belt I had on was like where the buckle meets the strap was like hidden up a little bit. And it was it was digging into my belly. So I'm like, well, if I flip it around, then that part that's poking will just go down. Yeah. So <laughs> you with me, Curtis? I'm I'm listening. Okay, so then so I put so instead of going Around the left and coming around, I went around the right and came around. 
and I felt like a dysfunctional two-year-old. <laughs> like, it is the most awkward feeling thing ever trying to do about the other way mm-hmm. than you're used to. Especially if you gotta get to the bathroom quickly and you're yes. like, what the hell's wrong with What this? am I doing? <laughs> I um, I've had to use zip ties and or rope to keep my pants on at various times. So, yeah. I mean, whatever works, man. Like, <laughs> I had to staple my crotch once because I ripped it out of my pants. But, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I've never put my belt on the opposite way. In fact, that's maybe the strangest thing I've heard since somebody standing up to wipe went after they pooped. But, um, <laughs> I need to appreciate it. But the funny thing is, like, I'm... I'm no weaker doing it this way, but for some, I, like, I couldn't even get it tight. Sean knows what I'm talking about because he's been there, but like, mm-hmm. like even just like pulling it and getting it tight, like it's loose still. And I'm like, this doesn't like my body just did not want to function. You don't have mm-hmm. the, uh, the opposite the, way. You don't have the muscle memory built up. Look, for right. It. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, Sometimes there are days I wake up and my skin isn't on right. So, I mean, everything <laughs> is awkward and uncomfortable for me all the time. So, how do you fix that situation i don't know you just deal with it like you know when you put like a sock on wrong and you put your shoe on and you feel that little that little bit of stitching at the toes and it's like in the wrong and no matter how you take it off and try to reposition it it never gets right that day Mm -hmm. sometimes i wake up and i feel like my body is like that so there you go Mm -hmm. all right so i'm sure i put my belt on the wrong way i it probably when I didn't know I wasn't doing it the right way. Like, I you, think I was in college. Know. I think I was in college before I realized like men's shirts and women's shirts, like button up on the opposite side. Yeah. Yes. And it was only because someone told me, hmm. uh, kind of the same thing. I, well, somebody told him, they said, Jesse, you're wearing a woman's shirt. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, office, Steve Carell. That's totally late. <laughs> But, you know what? It might have been that moment in that show that I when I worked. <laughs> no, I actually, me and my wife, we worked for the same grocery store, and I was out of shirts one day, and I had to go into work, so I grabbed one of hers, and that's that's when I realized oh that that the, it was the same thing. I'm like, I feel like a moron. I can't button this mm-hmm. way, like. <laughs> This is this is the moment where Dooch tells us that he wears his wife's clothes, and that's just the that's the little you know, or, you know trying to test the waters, Matt, you know, see I how we react, and without a doubt, a say, story. I have never worn your wife's clothes. <laughs> Come on over. This this is getting into uh, Johnny Depp playing Ed Wood category. <laughs> I wear women's underwear. <laughs> they just make me feel good. It's not I am my own sexual. No, wait, no, wait. I'm a lumberjack, and I'm okay. <laughs> All right. That so was what are we talking about? Segment. So if you like this, turn into <laughs> Offworld next Friday night. Hey, have you guys ever thought about crossovers? Yeah, Don't cross the streams, Curtis. Don't cross the streams. Is that something you guys ever think of? Like properties, like crossing over? Like... <laughs> like Look at that Segway man. Like Boardwalk and Park Place. <laughs> like, like when like when Angela Lansbury guest starred on Magnum PI. That's exactly what I was thinking. That was the example that I was gonna go with. <laughs> I prefer when she crossed over with Father Dowling Mysteries. That was one of the good ones too. Dan 
It's okay. That's that's not Magnum PI. I just or, had to grab something and dance them across the screen. It didn't Angela matter Lansbury. if it was Magnum PI. <laughs> and you're thinking of Jessica Fletcher, not Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, t- t- it's played by Angela. You knew who I was talking about. That's your That's probably what we're going to get in the next season of The Mandalorian. But right now, we're talking crossovers. So I threw it out to the boys earlier. Jesse may not have seen because I know he likes to mute us. Um, just like he likes to kick people. Oh, Look, my but, mouse, I'm not even touching my mouse. The arrow is like off on the other screen. I am not going to accidentally kick anybody out of the show today. <laughs> oh. Kevin's not here, so I think we're all safe. I, I think he's still banned. I think he's. <laughs> no, no, he was on He was on the show Sunday night, so. It's weird. Right. Jesse logged on to this YouTube channel just to ban him. Like before yeah. the show even started. <laughs> He's waiting. Oh Come on, where are you? Where? Yeah. Him, say hi. Get out of here. <laughs> no ticket. No ticket. No, I, yes, I had I love chat that. on silent because <laughs> I was at oh. D&D and it drives me nuts when my phone vibrates and I can't check it. So in order to keep myself from wanting to check it, I just have it on mute. Can we just back up a second? Because I love that no ticket. Like that is my <laughs> oh one of the one of the best scenes ever. Oh. That's uh, Last Crusade, isn't it? Yeah, Last yeah. Crusade. Throws the guy out the window, and everybody's yeah. looking at him. No ticket. <laughs> and uh, Dolph, uh, oh. Silent Bob, he he did the same beat. Oh. Yep, so good. It is always so good. Look what you did! I can't that's, believe what you did. That's the only Indiana Jones that I like watching. Really? I'm honest. Yeah. I like all, but Last Crusade is my. The favorite. first one's okay. The second one, I I I can't stand the second one. I think I'm traumatized from watching it as a kid <laughs> and seeing that guy rip hearts out and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's my least the, favorite. The newest stuff is crap, but three, like the Last Crusade, is such a good movie. Like it is so good. I completely agree with that. They, I mean, hell, they they had one of the greatest. They all rode off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. They did not need to go back to that franchise with that ending like it was. And the whole dynamic between him and his dad, like it is, oh, yeah. oh, and it's so good. Like was- to, to see, like that dad that, like, I mean, I can relate, like to a dad that really wasn't there for you and this and that. Like I had a great stepfather, but my biological father was not there for me. So to see that relationship, where it's like you grew up kind of estranged from your father, but he still loves you kind of thing. And yeah, and yeah it's, it's really cool. I think that was the first movie that I saw Sean Connery in, or at least the first that I remembered, you know, mm. for me, it was probably either that or the rock. I can't remember which one came for. I think that probably I was first. I definitely, so that was Jones definitely, definitely first. came first. Okay. Yeah. Rock was, was 96. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I would just, Oh yeah. Good segue, but so crossovers. So Mm -hmm. I threw out there, as we know, you know, master universe has crossed over with other properties over the year years. You know, they've done Thundercats, they've done Superman, they've done the justice league. Um, so I threw out to the boys, if you were in charge of a masters of the universe crossover, who would you have crossover with the Masters? Curtis, I'm going to start with you because you're our featured guest. Okay. 
Um, I, you know, I've said a few times about loving the cosmic enforcers and Xanthor and Zodak. And, um, and I always felt like to me, um, the cosmic enforcers are very much like the green lantern core of, uh, Motu, uh, that they're, they kind of try not to get involved unless the balance of power is shifting one way or another, but they're basically policing the galaxy kind of thing. So I think, you know, some sort of big cataclysmic multiversal uh, event that is threatening all of existence across both of their, you know, dimensions to where the Green Lantern Corps and the Cosmic Enforcers have to work together, um, I think would be really cool. So that that's where I would go. I like it. I like it. Sweet, simple, and it'd be some good action. Yep. Uh, Sean, how about you? This one's tough because um, the, the problem is what uh, there's only a few I can think of that they haven't done because we're we're getting into even Ninja Turtles is crossing over with them and the toys now and stuff. Yeah. So rumored to, yep, rumored to at least, yeah. So, um, the one that I I I, I just uh, I've always thought it would be. It's not one I need, but it's one that would be fun to see, in my opinion, would be Transformers and Masters. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm just like, in my head, I'm, I'm like imagining moments of how this would work. And like, I'm, I'm just in, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, it would be nuts to hear Peter Cullen, of all people, finally say, by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> and, you know, like, I would love cool. seeing a moment I like where Optimus it. has to wield the power sword for some reason. And and then at the same time, you have maybe He-Man with the Matrix doing, now light our darkest hour, you know, and just, like, ripping it open and the power of Grayskull also being part of it or something. I, I don't know. Quick, I just, I get a question for Sean. Sean. Yeah. Um, in in this scenario, would the Transformers be the same like vehicles and stuff that we know, or would they be like vehicles from like Eternia? Like I would, I would probably do the vehicles from Eternia. I, I I almost like the idea that it would be. I don't want to say like a multiverse of Transformers, but what if they crash landed on Eternia first instead of Earth, and then that way it's like Prince Adam has. Like the attack track walking around with them all the time, you know, or something like that. Where track, it's attack track, like at least the toy version is the Optimus colors, really. Absolutely, yeah. that's why I, yeah. I went there. And it's like, imagine like uh, the Talon Fighter transforming into like a sorceress looking uh, transformer and like going to battle against Megatron, looking and, and like Megatron having like the Ram, uh, the the Havoc Staff instead of uh, you know the cannon or whatever. It, it yes. could be it, it could be fun in that way. It's not one I need to see, but it's one that when I think of, like I said, the Peter Cullen, just the delivery of that. Like I, I just had this image in my head of like He Man gets depowered in front of Gray Skull, and Optimus is trying to get there in time. He grabs the power sword, knowing that's what's going to happen. That you just hear by the power of Gray Skull and. It's like yep. it, as a kid, I would have wet myself because I would have never pictured <laughs> Optimus Prime saying that, and I would have just been like, "What's about to happen?" And you just see like, it, it, like Optimus becomes like the Power Master Optimus Prime or something going into battle against <laughs> all of them or whatever, and I'd be like, 
holy crap you know? <laughs> like it, it's it's icon it's it's about the iconography for me more than anything uh with know, with what's left of what they haven't already crossed over you with. know it'd be cool as if um if optimus had to use the the autobot power or the the matrix you know yeah um, and and like they had him use it because he could survive it you know mm-hmm. but it yep. also takes him out afterward and mm-hmm. so then yeah then then optimus has to step up and use the power exactly. sword. like yeah that exactly. would be really cool yeah what a great idea uh jesse um, because I didn't have a lot of time to think about this, the first thing that's really <laughs> popping into my head, and you guys are probably going to hate me. Um, oh step up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was I love it. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Like, like the retro, like the the OG Charlie's Angels. Sure, sure. I'd rather have step up if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, come on. They 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 for some reason go to go to Eternia and they're running around in different like just they just keep changing costumes the whole time. I don't know. It's more of a goof, but you know, could be fun. <laughs> I can get behind that. Um, I, I'm I'm all on board with or any iteration. I mean, tra- change their clothes. To be honest, that would work for me on a, on a few levels. They team I, up I, with I, Tila and. I All right, I'll be honest. My first yes. thought was Care Bears, just because I was in the '80s zone. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I can see that too. Some Care Bears. Filmation He-Man with Care Bears. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Do you have to Care Bear stare into the Power Sword at the at the exact right moment so he can defeat the villain and yeah. save the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you go away just from give Care us Bears? A whole, just give us a whole '80s team up where it's it's all it's of that all stuff of thrown together. Transformers, He-Man, Care Bears. Uh, you mean you mean like that anti-drug video from the '90s, where it's like turtles, <laughs> the and... one where Michelangelo yeah, showed before, up and before the other turtles. turtles could take their cut time it off before it. turtles. No, no, but I'm saying like that 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 anti-drug I remember video. That. Yeah, they had like all the well, like turtles and uh, I don't remember what, but all these '90s tunes like teamed up to tell us not to smoke pot or else we'd get pregnant and die. So. Wasn't that every cartoon? I just I don't know. It's not yeah. ringing. A no, bell it, was a, it was a special. Um, it was shown at school. Like it was. <laughs> Our school must have been lame. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Jesse, did you change from Care Bears to Charlie's Angels because you thought we were going to judge you? No, I thought it would be funnier to say Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. I just want to let you know this is a non-judgment zone. So right now. This is an off-world. This is legends. You're safe. <laughs> I'm okay with being judged. It's fine. Now all I can see is like Care Bear Stare is Skeletor. What is going on? What are I don't like to care about this? Yeah. He just gets, he just gets annoyed ah! into retreating. It, it's like uh, and and in filmation, my favorite Skeletor episode is the Christmas one, like where he has to like, you know, he kind of grows that he kind of plays that Grinch role. You know, mm-hmm. he grows a heart. Yeah, uh, like I don't, I don't like to feel good. Just, I want to feel evil. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm picturing they do the Care Bear stare at Snake Mountain. So then after that, there's this big rainbow over Snake Mountain from that point on, and he comes out. He's like, motherfucker! <laughs> so like, <laughs> like flying unicorns going over Snake away. Mountain. 
and it reminds him of like the Care Bears besting him, and he's just so angry. Constantly. And it's all—it's not like dark purples and greens. It's all like bright, colorful and clouds. And, and, and... And the, the best—the best part is like Grumpy Bear coming up to Skeletor. Don't you make me come back here? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great. Oh. Uh, for me, I had to go. I know Kurt's gonna hate it because it, t- it it involves them going to Earth. Although I guess they could go to Eternia too. But I picture them going to Earth. He Man and a group of warriors, and they go to Earth, modern day New York, and they meet up with the gargoyles. I thought that could hmm. be a nice, fun dynamic. Um, that could be fun. That. Yeah. They, they, or 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 Goliath and Angela and Elisa when they're on that boat for like eight months just sail oh into like some Our attorney and fucking harbor. ever. Yeah, I, mean, I like that story, but that gimmick lasted way too long. Yeah, no, it was good stuff in there, but yeah, just too many episodes. Like, let's let's move on here. But yeah, it'd be awesome the, for them to go to Eternia and meet meet the masters and help them out. That I didn't awesome. watch Gargoyles as a kid. I went since gone back i think this past year went back yep. and watched it it's it's a good show and i i regret that i never because i actually watched the batman the animated series that was right mm-hmm. before it and i remember it starting but i just never watched it um the one thing with that though that i would say as far as a crossover that that would kind of disappoint me a little bit is just that there didn't seem like a lot of villains in the Gargoyle series. Like it was typically like they were fighting one bad, you know, it was like all the good guys in one bad versus like Motu where you've got a huge assortment of yeah. bad guys. Um, I had plenty of bad guys. There was, there was the wolf pack. There was Macbeth. a cold stone creamery, Macbeth. but they typically weren't like fighting multiple at once. You know, no, like not was, until you got to the Oberon stuff. Then he really started. Uh, he banded yeah. a bunch of people together. So. Like I think the thing that makes Motu great is they're typically going up yeah. against multiple of Skeletor's like henchmen. And so, stuff. so yeah. for that reason, you would want the Gargoyles to come to Eternia. I think and so. fight. Skeletor oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we were. I thought they were coming to Eternia. No, oh, Matt, Matt said, said New York, going yeah. to Earth. Yeah, I originally said Earth, but Curtis like because because He Man fighting like. Like street criminals is way too overpowered. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is it ever daytime in Eternia? I feel like every time I remember filmation He Man, it's always like dark. Oh, yeah. That's the dark yeah. hemisphere. That's mm-hmm. Snake oh, Mountain okay. side of the planet. There's it doesn't orbit like a normal planet. The dark side's always dark. Okay. Um, so that'd be kind of an interesting thing to play with. If it's always dark, do the gargoyles turn to stone on that side? That could be. I would say no. Little dynamic there. Everyone's taking. So maybe that's the trick. Maybe Skeletor. Night, Manny. Maybe Skeletor brings them to Attorney and be like, "Hey, it's perpetually dark. You don't have to turn into stone." Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I think if they were going to go to Earth, it would be cool if they did it before the whole turning to stone thing, like back when the gargoyles didn't do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they always they always did it. I thought that, uh, oh, no, I mean, before they went to sleep for all those years or whatever. Yeah, like oh, the, back in know, the medieval. For a yeah, thousand yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, the trick was they did, they made it so they couldn't turn back. Right, the because they had to, like, raise years. the thing above the clouds or yeah. some shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that thing was. 
Yeah. Exactly. Sean just in there like, I refuse to watch Gargoyles because I hate quality television. It's the nostalgic value for me. It's I did not watch it in any way, shape, or form. So, and I did try watching it. It just it didn't grab me enough that I I would have to go back and give it another shot. It's not new adventures, but I don't know. There was <laughs> oh, something no. about it where it just didn't grab me and and pull me in like uh like stuff that I want to do that with. And so it's like okay, you know, there's X, Y, and Z other things I got to get done. I'm not going to do this right now. I'll do it another time. I think the only way that I could watch new adventures would be if like us if we were watching it together as a group yeah. and history science theater kind of basically stuff. yeah i like it that's the only way i could see making it through new adventures well i guess i'm bringing my dvds to legions con <laughs> <laughs> i am not working while i'm at legions con <laughs> that's not work that's not that's work. fun yeah, making fun of a very bad cartoon. It's hilarious. Yeah. He'll want Hazard pay on it. I don't blame him. You literally <laughs> tell me that you and Sean do this all the time, where you just pop in a, a movie and make fun of it. No, we well, don't. the last one we did was the original Dungeons and Dragons movie, and that one for me, like we we were just having a blast, going, "What the heck are we watching?" Yeah, that was that <laughs> was. A movie. You just yeah. you, we don't do it every time we put a movie. No, we don't do it every time. We don't. No, we don't. no, but we can we can, but you have fun, right? We could pop in the uh, the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, but no, there's not like uh... eight billion people from all around the world <laughs> hanging out celebrating our favorite toy line. No, that's true. Who's more important, eight billion people or us? You're gonna be there. <laughs> You're one of the eight billion. <laughs> if you take you out, there's I'm not just a, a number to you. <laughs> Seven billion nine hundred ninety-nine nine nine nine. I'm just there so you can hit eight billion. <laughs> it's oh. like burgers over eight billion sold. Oh, so I, in honor of this being our traditional off-world night. How would you guys like a power grayskull lightning round? Oh, but you know, I was hoping for it. Yeah, I knew I could see it in your eyes. Yeah. That's why you wore that bandana, so you look badass as the lightning crashes behind you. We need oh. like some sort of lightning graphic that comes on the screen or something. Yeah. Maybe, cool. maybe once we hit hundred episodes on Off World, we might look into something like that. Maybe we get hundred episodes, we'll get a song. <laughs> the first 99 is all warm up it's all about 100 on Curtis I will make a song happen okay. <laughs> I believe in you Jesse. not only that but he doesn't even count the off week episodes now those are episodes people are watching them I'm seeing the views and he's not even counting that towards the 100 nope. so it's really we have to do 200 in order to get there that's true yeah All right. I'm tired just thinking of that off Boy. cannon I, I digress. I'll get off that subject. All right. we'll, get hey. back on it. we'll get back on it later. Uh, all right. Lightning round. Lightning round. He-Man, no, Adam, no secret identity. Yay or nay? Yay? He's in favor of the secret identity? He thinks. Curtis? Yay with a caveat. He can't Ooh. be a scrawny wimp as Adam. He doesn't need to be as muscular as He-Man, okay. but he can't be a little scrawny kid. So now, 
to clarify, are you talking? Because I felt revelation. This isn't lightning. Is it ever? (laughs) Elaborate after. It's true. All right. Sean, go. (laughs) For me, no. Uh, No no secret identity. Just let him be He-Man and go nuts. Make him. You're wrong. The answer is clearly yay. So three out of four guy, right? Um, I'm married. I'm always wrong. It's it's. I'm the worm. The hook is my home. That's how I look no, at this. I do like. I know we we've talked about Sean's theories on you know what a, a different thing would be, and I I do like I do like that take on it. Um, but I do like the unlike Curtis. I do like the scrawny young Prince Adam, like they were in Revelation. See, I thought Revelation was too scrawny. Yes, I like 2000 X, the MYP, where he's he's smaller and younger, but he's still. He's built, athletic. And he's still a warrior and he's still yeah. been training his whole life. So. What I didn't like about Revelation was that like Adam come like Adam compared to Tila, like mm-hmm. she dwarfs him and like she could kick his ass. Like he's- Adam should be able to hold his own. What the hell? <laughs> Get under That's your desk. It's an air raid. I think I think <laughs> Adam said the secret word. <laughs> I think Adam should be a like he doesn't have to be a badass, but he right. should be a reasonable. I mean, he's still a prince. He's still somebody that's going to have training. He's going to have all the luxuries of not, you know, having to go to a nine to five job and whatever. He, he's. I think that he would be, and he's supposed to be part of defending his kingdom and stuff. You know that he's going to have to live up to be king. So I think that he should be a formidable foe, just not white he-man so i you know as long as he was um you know i would say my my minimum expectation for adam is that he's bigger and stronger than tila that Hmm. that is my minimum so agreed uh all right favorite evil warrior not including the leaders Who Just, are you describing as the leaders? So Skeletor, Skeletor Hordak. Or Hordak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King Hiss. I'm going to have to go with uh, Merman. Okay. Nice. Solid Interesting. Choice. Trap Jaw. Trap Jaw. Too bad, obviously. Twice the mm-hmm. Warrior for the price of one. It's discount shopping. I mean, <laughs> is it really twice the Evil Warrior? Uh, depending filmation, no. Uh, everything else, yeah, pretty much. He was two thousand X, Tuvar and Badra, it, separately. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah, I'm not. I don't like them together, but I think as mercenaries individually, I love Tuvar and Badra, and I, I am more upset that we didn't get versions of them individually in classics than any other thing that we didn't get in classics. True. True. Um, yeah. But I, I like again. We're hoping that if Mike Young had gotten a third season, mm-hmm. because they did have a nice arc where, like you said, they're the the awesome bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. Then they get fused, and at first they're like fighting against each other, but then and trying to separate. But then they learn to work together and kind of accept it. So, like the next step in that is like, you know, again they could become a very cunning threat. And okay. that was the original intent with the character. I know Filmation definitely played up the, you know, so mm-hmm. fighting with each other. But, <laughs> but here's they were the question: the double-headed evil strategist to begin with. 
is he really double the character because he only has two heads. He doesn't have four arms, does have four legs. I don't know what else he has to have, but like, is he really yeah, double do. double the villain? No, I don't. I respect my toys' privacies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, because he's got two brains, so he can think twice as fast All as right. you. Let me show you guys something, and you may have already seen this. I don't know. This Go may, on, whip, this whip it may, out. This may blow your mind. Blow um, me, whip it out, let's go. This yeah. was a design that was made up for classics as an idea to sell these as a set that would have a Tuvar and a Badra yep. with an extra leg, a torso, um, and then you could then combine them to make too yep. bad. This is this why would I'm have gonna... been my favorite classics version of any character that came out if we would have gotten this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely it's my agree. biggest regret that we didn't get. Yep. I can yeah, totally like, agree with that. The like seeing them on the show, I, I was like, why do we not have figures of them separately, yeah. number one? And then them doing this and showing what it could have been in classics, that like that's the version I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and yeah. I like vintage wise. I never got into too bad because it just had that that you know their fists like basically oh, punch themselves in the face or whatever. Man. <laughs> it wasn't it it didn't it, like there wasn't a lot you could do with it in my opinion in terms of like fighting and playing with your figures. Um, but two thousand X seeing the the whole you know, they're basically like mercenaries and they're paid to just mm-hmm. go and do like, like they're badasses on their own right before they're combined. Yeah. That yep. made it a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. So, but the reason I went with trap jaw is like, I just, uh, I loved the jaw function as a kid. Uh, you know, I loved the, the hook on top of his head to where you could put him on a string and just, you know, slide him down stuff. And then the exchangeable weapons, even though I always went with the gun, like I never went with the other one. Yeah. But the fact that you could change out the weapons mm-hmm. in his arm, like I, I just thought that Trapjaw was so cool. And and then the just the cybernetic, um, you know, aspect of him as well. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, solid choices all around. Well, except for Merman. Merman sucks. <laughs> um, he's, only, he's only good in the water, which, you know, who fights in the water? You're just lashing out because you don't have a theme song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not Jesse's fault. And and Jesse didn't give me the muscles that you guys have on this show. That's, you know, I like Jesse's art, but, you know, you could have, you know. I made myself a Lego. Come on. <laughs> this I is true. <laughs> oh. All right. Final one. Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, Royal Palace. Where are you living? The woods? Okay. <laughs> Grayskull, I guess. There's that cool foresty thing in the pit, right? At least on Revelation. In the revolu- Revelation. In Revelation yeah. there was, yes. Yeah, all right. I'll live there. Plus the sorceress is there. Mm-hmm. Revelation not, doesn't count. Not a bad choice. Curtis. Revelation's not canon. You um, don't count. I gotta go with the palace. I mean, who doesn't like? Yeah, come on. That's I, I awesome. don't. I love the music. Everything's just so happy in the palace. It's like do 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 do. It's just uh, every, like you just walk in the palace and music plays and everybody's cheering. And, yeah. you probably have to keep your shirt tucked in the palace. So no, thank you. 
<laughs> I don't think that's half these guys don't even wear look, shirts. Look at like, Orco. Orco never has a shirt tucked. He in. doesn't have pants. There's nothing to tuck exactly. into. Exactly. You don't even have to wear pants at the palace. <laughs> you can go pantsless at the palace if you don't have legs. <laughs> I don't know that that rule's written down anywhere. <laughs> I'm still staying. I'm still staying at Crystal. Let the soldiers. Okay. Uh, Sean. Grayskull. <laughs> Oh, I gotta, I gotta agree with Curtis. The palace is where it's at, man. And the dining hall, the the science lab, like everyone's hanging out there. I catch a cold in gray school. Like I need to be, I need to be warm. You know, you got those nice the fur beds. And you catch a cold in gray indoor school. Indoor plumbing. Sorceress nurses you back to health personally. I mean, where's the problem there? Now you're yeah, selling you, me on you're selling me on Grayskull. You don't you have know. like dozens of people just traipsing through the halls all day long. You have privacy. You can go to your paint studio and just paint whenever you want. Sean, and, and on top of that, Sean's pulling cool. my heartstrings because he knows that sorceress is well, like my dream milf. So. Sorceress, I always had. <laughs> I already called sorceress. Dibs, I mean, yeah, I always had. He did. He's got. He's got dibs. dibs. Sorry, man. <laughs> but but the other thing too is if you are at Grayskull you know there's going to be a point where He-Man and Battle Cat will show up and you get to hang out with them for a bit versus at the palace. How many months until you see He-Man Battle Cat show up sometimes, you know? I mean, they, I'm sure it's a lot more often if you're at Grayskull and then you can just be like, holy crap, it's He-Man. That's so I cool. don't know. He-Man seems to show up like right outside Prince Adam's room a lot. It's it's really weird. It just kind I of think, okay. Can, so yeah, let me let, let me uh, lightning round cool this stuff going on. What are you saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> another lightning round. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw another lightning bonus lightning round question. Bonus lightning. <laughs> okay, you have to have a job on Eternia, just like a regular job. You're not a hero. You're not a villain. You have to have a regular job. What is your job? <sighs> we'll start with Sean. Uh-huh. What's your job on Eternia? I... I would, okay, I would want to be one of two things. I would love to be uh, an artist on Eternia because they don't really get into that too much. Or I wouldn't mind being someone who's like uh, Malaktha, the archaeologist. I'd love to go and examine all those ancient things. Because on Eternia, you know there's some crazy wicked stuff out there. And it's like you get to play Indiana Jones and go do this on a freaking alien world. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. Dude. I'm gonna be a loincloth maker. Those things have got to wear out, and like I'm gonna be rolling in the dough. Like everybody everybody never in Eternia wears the them. Like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a millionaire by the age of. Would you 25. try to come up with some different styles, or you're just gonna stick to? Old no, they get and... very they get very mad when you try and come up with different styles. Something about new tooling or something. I don't know, but they're okay. like, nope, it's got to be this one, three circles, you know, same length. But same, he would be the one. He he would actually go over to Skeletor and go, 
make them land on their asses and skid a bunch so that they have to come back to me after the battle because I need the money right now. And he can play on both sides. And he'd be like sliding. Everybody wears it. And it would, be, it would be like at the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. They're like, we constantly are in battle. Who's to blame for this? And there's Dutra in the middle. And it's like, you! I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you kids and that meddling tiger. <laughs> he's, he's meeting with Skeletor. Okay, you sent me Ten people that need a new loincloth this week, so your cut is and then, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he he gets one free for every ten referrals. Yes, absolutely. Skeletor, don't I need to stamp your no. card, or you're not going to get credit for this that, week's purchases. That's, that's that piece that goes in front of the loincloth on Skeletor that only he has. That's that's his. Oh well, you get that free. That's yeah. your thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you wear the proud. I got you, Skeletor. Don't worry. Yeah, I need full cotton. None of this polyester. <laughs> Boy, natural blends. Damn it! And this better not shrink. <laughs> Jesse, dry clean only. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, groundskeeper at Grayskull. Mm-hmm. I like it. Not much to do there. I know, but like it gives me the chance to, you he, know. He can trim her bush. Peek in oh, on. Wow. Peek okay, in I was going to say. <laughs> be good at my job and, you know, maybe someday in 50 years, you know, catch her attention. Okay. As you wish. Why is I... my wish of a fantasy world so depressing? <laughs> <laughs> even in his fantasy world, he has to wait fifty years for a chance to maybe have. Yeah, just a look. Just a look. This one time, she looked at me. Sorceress is just like, just shelve it, boy. Get me that. <laughs> just shelve it, boy. Get me this. As you wish. As, as you wish. wish. Um, I would go with assistant to man at arms. I think, like. Okay. Uh, you know, being somebody working on those, the different inventions and stuff would be cool. So um, boy at arms? What's that? Boy at arms? Boy at arms. Yes. Yeah, boy at arms. Um, <laughs> like just working on the different inventions and then who knows, you know, maybe yes. one day you move up to become the man at arms and kind of go from there. But I just think that would be uh, a neat little job. And you do his realize, ultimate play. You do go realize though it. that it, uh, there's a good chance that you'll get like blown up because you're standing between man arms and Orco, and yeah, that's fine. That, that dynamite that goes wrong goes like right into your lap. So. <laughs> that's that's fine. Other than that, great job. But yeah. the, you know, if he if he did that and he was building weapons with uh, man at arms, <laughs> he would come up with his own weapon that would be this giant freaking thing, and it would be called the inevitable. And that's the thing that they would need to defeat Skeletor on that episode. There you go. I love it. I love it. I do like the uh, Malekitha um, thing. Yeah. That, that would be cool, too. Doing, like, an archaeologist on um, Eternia would be awesome. I think I'd probably die the first time, but you know what? I'd probably <laughs> go, hey! It'd be, it'd die it'd be like the first <laughs> Indiana Jones with the ball rolling and John would just be minute, squished. That would just... The border came down, I'd be the one going, hey, that's a... <laughs> Well, you know, if you're not the main character as the archaeologist, you either are a bad guy in disguise or you unlock the curse and get everybody killed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you step on something and the darts like hit you in the neck, the poison darts. Yep. You're the cannon fodder. Don't even have a last name. Yeah. You're essentially the red shirt. Do I? 
Do I? Is there hair you don't know? <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. That was awesome. All right. Congratulations I, on 100 episodes. Thank you. I appreciate it. I can't wait to wish you the same on Offworld and get you a shiny new theme song. One day. One day. One day. Well, chat's gone quiet, so I think this is about the time to wrap it up. Uh, we do want to thank everybody for joining us today um, as we celebrate our 100th episode. Thank you to Jesse and Curtis for coming along with us. And uh, it's been a blast. Definitely like, subscribe, share, hit all those buttons. Go over to Offworld, do the same. Go to Shooting the Shelf, do the same. And join the like, Facebook group. Legend Dottie Facebook group. Absolutely. Get over and there, remember, guys. Wrap it up early and often. True words have never been spoken. I mean, what? All right, guys. Did they hit it? That, no, I'm I'm uh, doing it as a don't forget because we are ninety. What was it? Hang on, ninety six percent there. So hopefully this weekend we will see it. Come on, guys. Billy Vader, you were supposed to pledge four grand while we were. <laughs> Come on, get that gold card out. All right, guys. Until next time, we are going to leave you with this amazing video to piss Curtis off one more time. Until oh. next time. <laughs> hey, hey, guess who's It's the Legends of Grayskull podcast. Skabana and the Duke Stop Masters of the Universe. The Legends of Grayskull podcast. Legends of Grayskull is a fan podcast exploring the vast worlds of He-Man and She-Ra. Join Sean Skavarna and Matthew Duke as they discuss the history and mystery of Eternia and Etheria, diving deep into all incarnations of Masters of the Universe. Hey, hey, you know who's back? It's the Legends of Grayskull podcast. Now that you know, let's go get ready for the show.